How's it going, everyone? Today, I have a compilation for you of all the craziest stories of the worst teachers ever. I know that you guys are, a lot of you guys are either in high school or in middle school or have been in high school and middle school. I know you have that terrible teacher story. Well, these are the worst teachers of all time. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, leave a like on the video right now to claim your free nothing. With that being said, let's get into the movie. In today's subscriber story, the crazy math teacher gets caught by a student doing, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it. Enjoy the story. So the subscriber who sent this in was in a math class, and the teacher who, you know, was the teacher of the math class, her name was, uh, let's call her Miss Davenport, right? Don't want to actually use the real names here. By the way, if you want to send in a story, Instagram's in the description. Anyways, right, this was a math class that was pretty difficult in general. It, it, it was like an advanced or like an accelerated math class. Uh, so it was already at first like pretty difficult, but Miss Davenport uh, was new to the school, so people didn't really know like what her reputation was, how she was going to teach, how difficult she was going to be, but she was incredibly brutal. So you know on the first day some teachers will be like, welcome to the class, this is what we're going to do, and kind of just have like a, trying to have a good first impression. Well, Miss Davenport was new to the school, so she was really, like, this was really her first impression, like, everyone's first impression of her. And in the first day of class, she was like, most of you will not succeed in this class. <laughs> like, that was, like, her ominous tale in the beginning. Like, a lot of teachers will be like, so this is what we're going over. My office hours or whenever. Feel free to reach out to me. Nah, bro. She was like, most of you will not succeed. So everyone in the class was like, okay. So three weeks into the school year is their first, like, official test. And uh, the test is like 45 minutes because the class period is 45 minutes. And it was on the first unit, which was somewhat review, but there was some new stuff. And they just, you know, they knew it was the accelerated class, so they expected the, the, the test to be pretty difficult. Subscriber and his classmates, you know, they were in class, they were sitting there, they were waiting, right? They get there like five minutes early to prepare. And people are kind of like talking to each other and the subscribers like, hey, do you feel prepared for this? And someone's like, well, you know, this is all kind of like review stuff, but I have no idea what to expect. When you get into a class, the first test is always a pretty good gauge of how difficult the teacher will be, even though sometimes teachers get easier throughout the semester just because they want to make sure people, you know, don't, you know, coast into the midterm, right? Anyway, so they're waiting there and it's four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, and then the class is supposed to be starting. And they're looking at the door and, you know, Miss Davenport's not there. Uh, they normally would expect a teacher to get there kind of like a little bit before, especially if there's a test. Miss Davenport was always like on time or a minute late. Like she was one of the last people to enter the classroom normally, which isn't good looks for a teacher, but whatever. But they kind of just assumed on a test day that, you know, she would at least take things a bit more serious and, you know, show up 10 minutes, 15 minutes early to make sure all the copies have been printed out. And, you know couple minutes go by, it's like three minutes past, and people are starting to like look at each other like, hey, like, we only have 45 minutes for this test. Like, do you think she's not coming? Five minutes have passed, and people are like, dude, she might not be coming. And then on the ninth minute, Miss Davenport comes through the door and like has a bunch of tests in her hand, and she's like, all right, guys, test time. And they're just looking at each other like, hey, yo, we only have 45 minutes, and you've already lost 10 minutes? That's We only have 35 minutes left. He starts hand out, handing out copies of the test, and everyone's like, uh, one person eventually like spoke up like and said, not not to like be disrespectful or anything, but our, can we maybe take this test another time as it's already pretty far into the class time? She said, no, you'll be fine. And uh, so everyone's like, 
okay, maybe this test is like super easy and she like knows that it doesn't matter. And that's why she was like late and doesn't think that we should redo it at a different time. No, the, the material was basically impossible. It even included some stuff that apparently she had not even gone over at that time. And it was like stuff for the next unit. And when someone asked about it, she said, oh, you should be able to figure this out. And uh, yeah, so no one was able to figure it out. And having a, a little less than 25% less time than they were told that they would have really didn't help. But the test was already impossible, pretty impossible by itself. So, you know, they went home that weekend and on Sunday they checked Canvas and yeah, most everyone failed that test. And on Canvas, the app that a lot of people use, you can actually see what the average is for a lot of tests. The average was a 50. And, uh, you know, Ms. Davenport sent out an email saying, you know, I'm satisfied with how the first set of tests went. Uh, there will be no curve. And everyone's like, you're satisfied? So that was the first test of the year. So they already knew that she was not, this was not going to be a fun class. So a couple weeks in, they have a quiz. And a quiz isn't as big of a deal of a test, but quizzes add up, right? So the subscriber, he does, his, he does the quiz, he hands it in, and Ms. Davenport says, oh, you didn't put your name on it. He says, oh, my fault, let me just put my name on it. And she says, nope, you already handed it in. And the, the guy's like, I'm right here, you, you caught it, right? I, I just handed in a second ago. I can easily put my name on it. Subscriber was a little bit worried because of the way that she was like, you didn't put your name on it. And, and then she was like ominously like, it's too late now. Uh, you, you can't put your name on it now. Well, he literally could have just like gotten the paper handed back. He even had his pencil in his hand when he was walking up. So he could have easily just like scribbled in his name. And yeah, he checked Canvas like in a couple days and he got a zero. He didn't even fail it. He got a zero because he didn't put his name on the test he got a zero. So he's not doing well in this class, but he's pretty unhappy with how it's being taught. And she's also just not very nice or friendly at all. And also a bad teacher. It's just a, it's just a mess, a complete mess. The entire class is a complete mess. So he starts asking around, like this is about a month then he starts asking around to other people, like, how's your experience in this class? And they're telling him similar like horror stories. Like everyone kind of knew about the tests that were brutal and the fact she was late, but like no one really knew like who was like getting like individually screwed over by this teacher. For example, people were shocked to hear that he handed in a, he, the story I just told you about the quiz with no name and how he got a zero, even though he said, I'll happily put my name on it. And there were other kind of stories similar to that, but I don't want to have this story go on too much of a tangent as it gets pretty juicy pretty soon and I don't want to like lead away from that. All you need to know, she's been doing similar stuff to other people and the class overall was starting to feel like she was screwing them over on purpose and they weren't so happy about it. Pause, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. All right, back to the story. Anyways, right, so the subscriber and a couple people he's talking to in the class, they decide that like, okay, let's actually get like a group chat together where we can like discuss and see if everyone else is on the same page here because the subscriber was so caught off guard that other stuff had been happening to other people as well. He thought she just like didn't like him specifically and was overall mean, but no, she'd been individually screwing over other people and apparently some of the other things were worse, but I wasn't even like told what they were. But anyways, right, so they, they decide to get a group chat together and that night, you know, they add basically everyone to the class. They don't add a few people because there's some people that are, I don't want to say suspicious, but some people that seem to like always be answering in the front of the class. And that's good. I actually encourage that. But th the subscriber basically said they added almost everyone, but they didn't want someone to snitch on it. So they didn't add a few people, but they actually ended up adding them later because they talked to them later and they were on the same page as well. They were just tryharding really hard because the class was really hard and everyone was practically failing. 
So they get this whole group chat together and everyone is just coming out with horror stories about this teacher, things that are just like somehow twice as bad or three times as bad as what happened to this guy individually. And, you know, for not writing your name on a piece of uh, on your quiz and like getting a zero for that, even when you could have easily done it, it, it's that that's pretty bad. But there are things like two, three times as bad, apparently. And the whole class came together saying basically like she like this can't continue. So the following I'm going to say I do not condone. I do not condone spying on anyone, sneaking around, or anything like that. But it's a very interesting story, and it gets pretty exciting and dramatic and all that. So I thought I'd tell it on the channel. Just wanted to give that little tiny disclaimer before I move on. So someone in the group had been saying something about how he found, like, he saw the principal and this new teacher, you know, hanging out a lot and said that, like, the, the principal and Ms. Davenport are suspiciously close with each other. If you don't know, like, unless, like, someone comes in already married, uh, you're not allowed to, like, date within, like, a supervisor cannot date some kind of subordinate because, you know, the principal apparently, like, has influence on, I don't know, like, the salaries of the teacher. And uh, unless they, like, disclose that or they come in married already, like, that's a pretty big no-no. So, so then someone in the class was like, okay, well, there's a decent shot that, you know, they're just, you know, friends, but on the on the slight occasion that they happen to be more than friends and we can catch them, like Miss Davenport will just no longer be teaching the class. And honestly, like if if I'm gonna slip in here for a second, it would be better to go to Miss Davenport directly with your concerns instead of trying to get her fired. But once again, disclaimer out of the way, I'm just telling the story. Don't come after the messenger. This is just for entertainment purposes. But anyways, so what they decide to do is they decide to delegate a few people in the group as kind of spies to kind of snoop around and see if they can catch Ms. Davenport and the teacher doing anything they shouldn't be doing. A secret word of the day is spy. So if you made it this far into the video, I want you to go down the comment section and comment spy down below. I'll try and heart as many as I can, but you know, there's just been so many comments, which I do appreciate, but it just means I can't heart all of them. But comment spy and you'll probably get a heart and maybe you'll get top commenter or whatever. Anyways, back to the story. So the subscriber and a few of his other classmates, they kind of agreed to be the spies, including the one that said that he had the initial suspicion. So it was the subscriber and three other people were, you know, delegated to, you know, kind of just keep an extra eye, like uh, keep, just kind of like not even keep an extra eye, but honestly go on reconnaissance mission missions to try and find it's just to try and prove that they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. I, I don't even want to underplay it. It was like a super spy operation. Anyway, so the subscriber and the and the three other people, you know, it's a Friday and they decide to just, you know, wait around after school. Wait around after school to see, you know, where the principal and or Miss Davenport end up going. And obviously, right, they have some boundaries. They're not going to go back to their, you know, places of residence. I mean, spying on people in general and sneaking around, like, that's, that's not good. I do not endorse that. But once again, I'm just telling the story. Anyways, but they do have some limitations. They're not going to go to their place of residence. They're not going to, like, intentionally, like stalk them too hard. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But anyways, right, they see Miss Davenport and she is walking down the street. And like about a five minute walk away is this kind of like part of the town that they're near that has a lot of shops and like food places. So if she's just going down there, they're going to follow along just like a little bit behind. Anyways, so, you know, they start walking down the street and Miss Davenport is very, very clearly going to this kind of like section of town where all the food shops are. And they decide to, you know, they go and kind of follow her down there. And they notice that she goes to this really popular cafe. So she walks in there and unfortunately, right, 
the windows, they aren't tinted, but it's like at the, at the right time of day and the windows are cloudy enough that they can't really see clearly in there, but they know that she went in there. So one, they kind of like looked at each other and they're like, we need one of you guys to go in there and kind of see like what she's doing, right? We want to know if she's like actually like, if she's meeting up with the principal or not. And if she isn't, then maybe this was all for nothing, but there's a chance she is. And if our suspicion is right, then like, I don't know, we could have an actual normal year in math potentially. So, you know, they look around at each other. No one really wants to do it, but the subscriber pipes up and says, you know what? I'll do it. So with like a little bit of video proof so that people will actually believe him and that they might, you know, begin to build a case in a sense. So what he does is he turns on his phone camera. And while it's very obvious if you're like recording someone, what he did was he just had it on like the whole time. So he didn't like turn it on and start recording. So he would kind of naturally walk in there, look like he's checking his phone. And then if he wanted to get a really clear video of them, he would make it look like he was taking a snap to someone. So it almost looked like he was like moving his phone up to like take a Snapchat photo in their direction, but then he would continue doing it and make it look like he was just passing time, right? So he went into the coffee shop. So he goes into the coffee shop and at first he can't really find Miss Davenport. So he's kind of just like looking around a little bit and then, you know, he decides, okay, I'm just gonna sit down. I'm just gonna try and like check things out. So he decides, he sits down at one of the window seats and he's looking out and he's just kind of waiting. He's like, you know, did she just stop in here quickly? Did she like exit out the back or something? And as he's about to like get up and leave and be like, guys, this was like a dead end. Like there was like, it's whatever, it's over, right? He kind of feels like he wants to like, you know, stop by the bathroom. I don't know, he had to go pee or something. And he's walking down to the bathroom and he still has his phone out and his phone is still recording. And as he's walking to the bathroom, he sees in the very seat at the very, very back, Miss Davenport and who else would it be sitting with her but yes, the principal. So anyways, he kind of like perks up and he looks down at his phone and he does get it. He catches it on camera. He's like, okay. And he rushes over to the bathroom, slips in there really quickly, and is just like chilling on his phone for a second. And he stops the recording. He looks at it. And yes, he gets them. He gets them on camera. It's not the greatest recording of all time, but it's good enough to like prove to his friends that yeah, they were there. So he kind of like collects his stuff, puts his phone away, opens the bathroom door and since like the 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 table was far enough in the corner that like he could open the door enough to kind of like cover his identity and he kind of just like quickly power walked out of there out of the cafe to his friends he explained what happened showed them the video and then that night they went on the group chat he said he told everyone what happened he sent the video and everyone's like okay that's really suspicious like they're it, like and the dude was like i told you guys i told you guys right and then one person kind of like piped up and said hey, like we cannot go to them with a case if this is the only thing we have because this can be explained away. And everyone's like, but dude, it's so suspicious. It's so weird. And the guy's like, I know, but they could just be friends. They could be talking about work. And even if they're not, even if they actually are up to something, if we just go to them with this, they'll explain it away. We'll get in more trouble. She'll probably be worse to us in class. And then afterwards, they'll be much more careful and we'll never be able to form another case again. And then someone's like, okay, you kind of got a point. So the, so the subscriber and the three other kind of like spies or messengers or you know, whatever we want to call them, right, say, you know what, we're going to keep going, we're going to keep going with the case. So the subscriber and the three other people who were like the spies were a little like not totally sure what they were going to do next. So someone just suggested to them saying, how about you just kind of like camp out the classroom and just see if like either of them go in there and like, or leave from it, like just camp outside the classroom for the next like week or so and be like, you know, 
careful about it. You don't want to get caught or anything, but that's kind of like our only chance. Scriber and the other guys that were doing the thing with them, right? After class, you know, they or after class, after school, I should say, right as like her last class ends, they kind of camp outside her classroom. And they kind of like, there's like behind the hall, there's like another classroom that's kind of like empty and open. So what they do is they camp out there and they have their laptops and they're pretending to do work, but they also have a very clear view of the classroom without having the classroom, anyone like walking into it, having a clear view of them. So the first day of camping out, they look out there, they look out there, nothing's really happening for like an hour. And then eventually, you know, uh, the, the teacher leaves, right? Uh, you know, Miss Davenport just leaves and nothing happens. And they're kind of bummed out because they're like, we camped all this time for nothing. And the subscriber's like, all right, we're coming back tomorrow. And the other guys were like, dude, this might just be nothing. And he's like, okay, well, we'll do this for a week. And if it doesn't pay off after a week, then the case is just closed and we're just gonna have to fail this math class. Again, I'm gonna step in here for a second. Uh, guys, if you have problems with your teachers, don't do this, talk to them, but whatever, this is an interesting story. Anyways, they come back the next day and they're sitting there and they're sitting there again. And the other guys are like, dude, this is gonna be the same thing as it was yesterday. She's gonna like grade stuff in her classroom and then leave. And it's gonna be a total waste of time. And the subscribers like, we just gotta hold out. We gotta do this. We, did, we said we'd do it, we're gonna do it. And it was like 45 minutes in, and one of the guys was like, okay, I'm gonna leave in 10, like I'm, I'm very bored. And as he said that, he sees who else, right? Who else would it be? The principal walks into that classroom and shuts the door. And they're like, oh my God, what do we do? Like, what are we gonna do? Can't necessarily walk in right away because they won't catch them doing anything right away, but they also don't wanna wait too long. So what they decide is someone who, not the subscriber, one of the other guys decides to quickly walk by the classroom in about two minutes, right? He waits two minutes and then he quickly walks by the classroom. And then once he walks by, he's gonna give them either a thumbs up, which means go in there recording, right? That this is the big, sting operation or a thumbs down, it's not worth it. So the guy walks by the classroom, he looks into the door briefly and like sprints by, like once he's done, he just sprints by. He turns around with this face of shock and like a little bit of a smile and has two big thumbs up. And the subscriber like is feeling super nervous to do this, but what he does, he turns on his camera, he does it in kind of like an incognito way so it's not super obvious he's recording. And the other two people who are in the class as well, go up to the door and just open it. It's not locked, which is a big mistake on their part. And what do they see? They see Miss Davenport and the principal doing some things they should not be doing. And their their cover was they were coming in to like ask, uh, you know, Miss Davenport for like help on the math or whatever. And you know, Miss Davenport just looks at them. And the, the principal just looks at them. And they're like, oh, can we have help on math? Oh, and they're like, oh, so sorry, Did, we should have knocked, like, bye. And they just run out of there. They just run out of there and they run to like down the hall and they go around and then they exit the school. They're all panting and they're like, did you get that on camera? Did you get that on camera? And the subscribers like, I don't know, I don't know. And they check the camera, they look through the feed. It's a little shaky, but there we go, a very clear, image slash video of exactly what they needed. So they quickly sent, you know, the video and the whole story to the group chat. And yeah, uh, within like a day, they sent a report in because that was like a Friday or something. So, you know, they had the weekend to send in the report. And by the time everyone came into class on Monday, there was kind of no teacher right away, which they assume Ms. Davenport was just late again. But then a substitute came in and they said, hey, I'm gonna be filling in for your teacher for the week. Uh, yeah, after that week was over, Miss Davenport, believe it or not, did not come back. In 
and it was a new math teacher. And she came in, she said, hey, I miss, you know, whatever, right? I'm going to be your new math teacher, uh, you know, help, just kind of help me out, get, get me caught up where you guys were left off, and I think we're going to have a great year together. And uh, yeah, this teacher was actually great, and by the way, the, they also got a new principal within two weeks as well. And uh, yeah, I, that was not how I expected this story to go when I was reading it, but I thought I had to tell it. Subscribe if you haven't already, and watch another story if you're bored. Bye. In today's story, the subscriber has a crazy substitute teacher who literally does the unthinkable, and uh, well, I'm just not going to spoil it. Uh, enjoy the story. So the subscriber's in sixth grade. And he's in a history class. In this, in this history class, it's kind of like a world history class. It's kind of like an everything history class. But they're currently on a unit on Europe. That'll be, that'll be important later on. Not just like random useless details, I promise. So one day, the subscriber, and let's just call him Jimmy. I have not been giving the subscriber like a name recently. I've been calling him the subscriber. Let's call him Jimmy. Who doesn't love a good old Jimmy, right? So Jimmy came to class one day. And he thinks history class is okay. He likes the teacher, he thinks the subject is okay, it's not his favorite class, it's not Jimmy's favorite class, right, but he, st he still enjoys it. It's a decent class, teacher's nice enough, it's not too hard, it's just kind of like a chill class with some okay people in it, some of his friends, some people he's kind of boys with, it's a good, it's a decent enough class. So one day, Jimmy walks into his history class, right, and you know, he gets in there, and normally the teacher's the first one in the class, normally the teacher's there like, I don't know. 15 minutes, 20 minutes early, just because it's the first class of the day. They get there early anyways, and the kids have to do, like, a, a morning meeting or something, or they have to do, like, meet up with their advisors. I don't know what they're doing, but basically, just know that the teacher gets there before the students. So anyways, right, Jimmy just walks into his history class one day, and he, he gets there, like, you know, right as he's supposed to, which, you know, you're only supposed to get there, honestly, a couple minutes before when you're quote-unquote supposed to. But Jimmy always kind of rode the line, but he was never really late by more than like 30 seconds or a minute. It worked out for him, and the teacher never complained. So he gets there at his normal time of basically being a second away from being late. And as always, everyone in the class is there, except this time, his normal teacher isn't there. So he kind of just like, he thinks it's a little weird as this is the first time he's been here before the teacher and he just kind of sits down and you know, he starts talking to one of his friends who he normally sits next to. It's the, as always, the, the beautiful, the wonderful, the glorious, the, you know, the fabulous, unassigned assigned seats, uh, so much better than assigned seats. Ugh, just shivers run down my spine when I hear someone say that. Anyways, right, he's sitting there, he's talking with his friend and uh, just, uh, they're, they're looking at the clock, and it's like one minute past, and then it's two minutes past, and as time goes on, uh, minute by minute, right, they're just like, uh, guys, uh, why is the teacher not here? And then all of a sudden, seven minutes past when the, you know, the class is actually supposed to happen, the door slams open, and this woman walks in, and they're all just kind of like, uh, hello? The woman walks in and says, hi, I'm your substitute teacher. And they're like, oh, shoot, our teacher's out for the day. And they're like, welcome, like, you know, hope you enjoy your stay or whatever. Whatever kids say, I don't know. Anyway, so the substitute teacher walks in. She explains, you know, that she's the sub for the day. And, uh, yeah, she says, okay, so uh, what are we guys learning? And they just kind of look at her like, uh, okay, teacher. Um, we're learning about European history right now. And she says, oh. Yeah, I know a thing about Europe or whatever, and they're kind of just looking at her because she's really, like, weirdly unprofessional, and I'm not saying you have to have, like, some, like, 
you know, some kind of like, you know, a British accent and speak like the queen or something to like teach a class. But, you know, she was kind of like holding herself, not like a teacher would. And she was kind of like pretty acting kind of sloppily. I don't even, I don't mean it like weirdly like that. You guys are weird. Um, but anyways, right. So she's like, okay, European history or whatever. Like, sure, we can do that. Everyone's just totally weirded out by the way she's acting. Like she's acting really weird, but she's like, yeah, okay, we can do European history. Um, Anyone know where we start? And the class is like, oh my God, like this substitute teacher knows nothing. Like, the, and they were feeling bad at first, man. Like they thought that like it was actually, it was like, it wasn't like, it wasn't her fault, right? They thought that like, it was so last minute that the teacher, their teacher canceled so last minute that the substitute was kind of just thrown in there and had no idea what to do. Jimmy, the subscriber, the one who sent in the story, you can send in stories too to my Instagram, linked in the description, uh, or the app is in the description. He, Jimmy, Jimmy, such a wonderful kid, right? Such a good guy. He decides, he says, hey, substitute, here's my textbook. We're probably today, uh, I looked on the syllabus the day before, we're learning from page, like, I don't know, like 50 to 60 or whatever, or 50, 55, doesn't really matter. She's like, oh, thanks, like, appreciate it. Can I see that? And Jimmy's like, yeah, sure. Comes up to the front of the class, hands her the textbook, goes to sit back down. And they're all just like, you know, they're sitting down and some of them were kind of giving Jimmy the side eye because they kind of thought that they would be able to get away with uh, not doing anything today. So yeah, not everyone was a fan of Jimmy being, you know, the angel child of the class. But honestly, man, he did the right thing. They were going to have to learn it eventually. And it was either like, you know, they were either going to learn it like in the normal time they were supposed to, or they'd have to learn it crammed into one day and then they wouldn't be whatever, right? Either way, Jimmy did what he did. And they're all sitting there, and Jimmy's like being like, oh, uh, maybe that wasn't the greatest idea. I could have gotten away with doing nothing today, but whatever, man. Like, whatever. It is what it is. Like, I was, I, I did the right thing. Um, teacher will be so proud, or whatever. I don't know. Uh, and, the, and the thing is, like, right, the teacher looks at the textbook. She gives it a squ She's kind of, like, squinting. And she's kind of, like, uh... And she kind of looks up at the glass, and they're, they all kind of look back at her, like, uh... Do you have any questions, substitute? Like, do you have any questions about this? The substitute teacher was just like looking at the text so intensely. And then she looks up the, at the class and says, I thought Europe was a country. And everyone's like, what? Jimmy said that he thought at first that she was joking, right? That she was just like having some laughs, having some goofs. Like, okay, she's the funny guy, funny guy here, right? Nah, that's, she was like, Everyone kind of at first, like some people did really think that she was joking around, having a little bit of a jest, right? You know, just goofs, whatever, all for the good laughs. Uh, but she looks at them with a very sincere face. She's looking at them like, guys, I thought Europe was a country. And they all just look back at her, back at her like, oh, ma'am, like, you're mistaken. <laughs> I don't think you're qualified to teach this class. But anyways, right, Never, nevertheless, she plows along. She starts reading through the textbook and... Uh, Normally where the history teacher would have been like looking at maybe looking at the textbook briefly for reference and then teaching the history, the substitute was just reading from the textbook, which, you know, at the end of the day, she's a substitute. Maybe she was like studying math or whatever. Maybe she's better at, I don't know, like uh, other fields of study and not uh, European history, which uh, if she thought Europe was a country, then I really hope she did not major in European history. But uh, anyways... Anyway, she keeps going until she hits another point in the te history textbook that she's very confused about because the United States of America comes up. And at this point, they were looking at history in Europe when the United States of America was founded, right? And she looks at it and she's like, 
wait a minute, this this is wrong. And they're like, oh, you found an error in the textbook. Like maybe there's a grammatical error. Maybe there's a date that's wrong. Maybe the photo is supposed to be of George Washington, but they put Daffy Duck instead. Who knows? She says, it says here that America was... Was it, guys? Wasn't America founded in 1945? Yeah, America was founded in 1945, and the whole class just looks at her with their mouths, like, dropped on the floor. They're just like, dude, dude, there's, there's no way. There's no way. There's literally no way. There's no shot. There's no shot. There's no shot, guys. No. She didn't just say that. No shot did she just say. They'll look at her like, uh, nope, uh, sorry. United States of America was not founded in, uh... What did you say? 1945? No, no, no. That was that was not the case. Substitute. That was the um, substitute teacher. Uh, nope, not the case. The secret fa phrase of the day is uh, you guessed it. 1945. So if you made it this far into the video, comment 1945 down below. I just like to see how many people made it this far into the video uh, because uh, we we got a place. We we got to pay some you know homage to the. To the nineteen to the founders of the United States in nineteen forty five when the United States was obviously founded. So make sure to comment that down below. And yeah, you're at it. Subscribe and leave a like, and you'll receive literally nothing. Uh, I'm feeling generous today, boys. Feeling extra generous. So yeah, do that. Yeah. So one like on this video equals one cool history fact, such as the United States was founded in nineteen forty five, or Europe is a country. Uh, anyways, yeah, back to the story, because it gets worse. It literally gets worse. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it gets... Just just listen to the story. So at this point, the kids are just completely shocked. Everyone in the class, including Jimmy, right, is just like, dude, what? Why? Right? And, and then all of a sudden, right, when, when you thought that the teacher, like, the substitute teacher was bad, right? She says, all right, I need to take a break. What? It's a 45-minute class? You came in seven minutes late. Why do you need to take a break? Why do you need a break? Bro, you're you're you're, you're being paid to teach a class and you miss like 20% of it already. Uh that math was probably wrong, but 15% of it or whatever, right? And and you're only here for like 40, 35 more minutes or total. You're probably at that point only had like 20 minutes left. You're like, "Dude, I need a break." No, this is too much work for me. So anyways, what, right, she whips out her phone and starts calling someone. The whole class is like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> okay, so when she takes out her phone, right, she's like, hey, babe. When someone, like, picks up, she's like, hey, baby. And the whole class is like, hey, yo, like, what? What, what? Uh, and they're just like, uh, please don't be weird. Uh... Please do not be weird. Uh, they're all just sitting there, and she's looking at the phone, and she's, like, kind of, like, twisting her hair, and then she bites her lip a little bit. Everyone's like, yo, what? And, and, and she's just like, she's like, yeah, yeah, I've been bad in the whole class. It's like, yo, dude, what? What? And she's like, I'm ready to be punished. And the whole class is like, yeah. Right, so, Jimmy. Good old Jimmy, just solid kid Jimmy, right? 10 out of 10, outstanding guy. 10 out of 10, three stars. Three out of three stars, by the way. He's like, uh, he raises his hand, because he's just done with this. He's just done, right? He raises his hand, and he's like, uh, can I go to the bathroom? And she looks at him quickly like, yeah, whatever. And then goes back to, like, her moan fest or whatever with her boyfriend on the phone while the entire class is just completely pale-faced and in shock anyways, right? So Jimmy, uh, he makes his escape plan. 
And uh, by the way, a little little tip, little uh, hint for you guys. He has no plans on going to the bathroom at all. Now, Jimmy was not about to go to the bathroom on this one. Jimmy instead walks right by the bathroom, right up the hallway, and right to the principal's office. And he goes up and he knocks on the door. And the principal kind of like, you know, says, come on in, like... And then he looks, and he's like, oh, Jimmy, I didn't really expect you to be here. Because it wasn't the biggest school, and the principal kind of knew, you know, he kind of knew the people, right? He had some good, he made an effort to make conversations with people. And he also knew, like, who, you know, frequently was sent to the principal's office. And Jimmy was not one of these kids. He just wasn't, right? So he's like, oh, Jimmy, like, uh, why are you here? Like, I, I don't normally see you here. I think the principal assumed that, like, Jimmy got in trouble or something, and he's just not used to that. And Jimmy says, uh, uh I, I don't really know how to explain this, so I'm just going to tell you everything. And I'm not gonna, I, I just told you guys everything, right? I'm not gonna tell you it all again. Jimmy basically just tells you the story that I told, uh, that I just told you guys, right? And the principal, his face, like, throughout the entire, throughout the entire story, it just got, like, from, like, some kind of, like, a nice, like, kind of, like, smile, friendly, whatever, to, like, a straight face, to, like, do, do you know that Mr. Incredible meme where his face just gets, like, darker and darker and just, like, more and more, just, like, like, he's seen something terrible, like, again and again, it got worse and worse? So, basically, the principal's face started out, like, on the left, and by the end of the story, it was, like, uh, the face on the right, basically. And, uh, yeah, then Jimmy eventually finishes his story. He's like, and then I decided to, you know, obviously not go to the bathroom, man. Like, I don't even have to go pee. Like, I, I couldn't even go if I wanted to, right? But instead, I decided to come see you. And that's where we are now. And the principal just looks at him. He's like, we're going to your classroom right now. You're coming with me. So they get back to the classroom, right? They're walking down the hallway. You know, Jimmy is like kind of like falling behind a little bit. This principal is a big guy and he's having a very, very firm pace. So Jimmy has to even jog a little bit, man. Like he's trying to catch up. They get to the classroom and uh, it's just a bunch of kids sitting there and there's no substitute teacher to be found. And the principal's like, yo, Jimmy, like, uh, uh, why is no one here? And Jimmy's like, what? And the class is like, yeah, the substitute teacher actually just left. And some kid in the class, let's call him Arthur, right? He was kind of a bit of a quiet kid. Uh, he, uh, you know, also had a side business of uh, selling illegal test answers. He was actually a, a criminal warlord. Anyways, right, so Arthur, right, this kid. Um, he, he didn't do any of that, by the way. But anyways, right, he, he pipes up and he says, yeah, uh, on the way, she just like got up and said, bye, kids, like, by the way, not even a substitute, lol. And then she just left. I don't know if she said, like, lol, but that'd be pretty funny if she did. And the principal's face was like, she said, what? And he checks his phone, and he opens up his email, and he's like, uh, I gotta go. Uh, class dismissed early. And everyone's like, yay, class is out. But there's only, it was only, like, five minutes early or whatever, right? And, you know, Jimmy's just confused at this point. So I'm not totally sure how Jimmy figured this out, but later on, like a couple days later, I don't think a week later, but at least a couple days later, right, he figures out that, you know, or he learned somehow, I think like maybe got leaked to a parent and then his mom told him, or somehow he learned that like, 
their the substitute teacher that was there that day was not their substitute teacher. And apparently, right, the principal, when he checked his email, what he saw was an email from the substitute prince like the substitute teacher agency that like gives them subs, saying, like, oh, I'm so sorry, like the sub that we had ready for you just called out sick like a couple minutes ago, and we don't have anyone ready. We're so sorry, you might have to cancel the class. So apparently, right, some random woman just walked into the class and no one like she just got she was just apparently like just looking around for like an empty classroom, assuming that like maybe someone needed a substitute or something. And yeah, she just walked right in and uh, no one questioned anything. And let me just say that, you know, after that day, uh, the Jimmy, right, he started seeing like guards in the school. He started seeing like, you know, actual guards and stuff. And there's actual like protocol after that moment. Apparently it was like a major breach in safety, obviously, like the only like damage that was done was the kid, one kid in that class, probably that Arthur kid, probably now thought the United States was founded in like 1945 or something. But uh, yeah, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, now now go watch another story video, uh, unless you're bad. I don't know. In Bye. today's story, the teacher makes the biggest mistake of their life by leaving their mic on. Enjoy. So the subscriber who sent this in, let's uh, let's call him Jimmy, right? So, uh, you know, Jimmy good kid. Uh, he's, in, he's in this English class. And this English class is happening over Zoom. I'm not 100% sure when this happened. Maybe he's still in a Zoom class. Maybe this was like over a year ago. But anyways, he's in this English class. And he's, you know, he's doing it over Zoom. And Jimmy's teacher, uh, let's call him Mr. Savage, right? Let's call this guy Mr. Savage. Um, anyway, so Mr. Savage, English teacher, man, right? He's a cool dude, I guess. Uh, I mean, the kids thought that until, you know, what happened uh, in the story, which I'll, I'll I'll tell you in a second. But anyways, right, they thought he's a pretty cool dude. I mean, like, he wasn't like, you know, he, he wasn't like, you know, like, ah, you know, you guys, you seem stressed out, I'll give you less homework. But he also wasn't like, ah, you guys seem stressed out. Three tests tomorrow, two quizzes, final, like, final project due tomorrow as well. And yeah, we'll probably have a pop quiz and all your homework is due uh, for the rest of the year. It's due tomorrow as well. He wasn't one of those teachers. So he was he was fine enough. Anyways, on this day, this soon to be very notorious day, but Jimmy didn't think that going in. This would just seem like a normal English class to him. He gets in, he logs in on a Zoom, and it's actually, it's gonna be a good day in his mind because, you know, couple minutes in, when everyone joins the Zoom meeting, everyone in his class is there. Uh, Mr. Savage, he announces that, uh, you know what? You know what? We're watching a movie today, which, you know, it, it, everyone's ecstatic. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's pretty universal um, that whenever it's a movie being watched in class, even if the movie is boring, even if you couldn't care less, even if part of you might have wanted to actually do the actual work in class and the movie isn't the greatest option, if you hear that there's a movie, you're ecstatic. And uh, the class has this group me group chat. I don't know if you guys use group me, but for some reason in the last like three years, literally every communication with a group of people for me, I've used group me and uh, like why, like why that app specifically, like I doesn't even matter, right? So the class is a group me and you see like a couple of people be like, let's go, like, let's go, baby. And just like, oh man, like this is going to be good. And they're like, they didn't even care what they were watching. Because the thing is, especially on Zoom classes, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I think it's pretty common that, you know, the attention levels were not at like a 100,000%, a, right? And especially if he's going to put on a movie that no one was really going to care about, right? And then all of a sudden, all the Zoom, like, you turned off your camera, you turned off your mic, you're watching the movie, right? Quote, huge quotes. You're watching it. it you're just going to mess around for like the 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, right? 
Anyway, so Mr. Savage is not the most, you know, technically proficient teacher ever, which is fine. I mean, I'm not the most, you know, technically proficient when it comes to Zoom anyways. Like, what? Like, I've definitely, like, been like, I don't know what I'm doing on here. It's fair enough, right? It is what it is. These things happen. But anyways, right, Mr. Savage, like, sets up another window. Somehow he, like, logs in on another account to screen share the movie. I don't know why he didn't just screen share it on his own account. Maybe he was planning on being busy doing something else. Wink. Not going to spoil it. I always say I'm not going to spoil it, and this is the first time I didn't actually spoil it. In, like, the last three videos, I said the crucial detail. I'm like, I'm not going to spoil it, guys. But this time, I just gave you a hint. I didn't spoil it. Are you, are, are you proud? Are you proud of me? Anyways, right, so Mr. Savage, he sets up, like, another window somehow. He has, like, another account log into Zoom. And on that other account, maybe he has, like, dual monitors. I don't know. Maybe he's a big gamer guy. I, I don't even know, man. Uh, but, you know, he has, like, you know, he, he's, he logs in with another account, screen shares the movie, um, and, yeah, he starts letting it play. He turns off his camera on his main account, and he does not mute his microphone on his main account. This guy was technically proficient enough to, like, add another, you know, person, to another, like, one of his computers to the Zoom class screen share but man just you know he got sloppy he got sloppy towards the end and he just didn't mute his mic and unfortunately man when it comes when it comes to zoom the details it's all in the details if you forget to like mute your mic you forget to turn off your camera you forgot to you, you just forget to screen share the fact that you're you know you're live streaming cheating all the answers right the small little failures like that will completely you know they'll get you Right, so everyone's in class, everyone's just having a good time, the movie starts to play, no one is paying attention to the movie, as expected, right, this isn't any, some kind of like crazy revelation or something, and they're in the group, me, and everyone's like, dude, like, this is great, this is sick, like, I really, like, wasn't feeling it anyways, the fact that we get to come in and kind of do nothing for an hour is pretty cool, uh, and one person was like, oh, dude, like, I'm gonna actually go leave for, like, 10, 15 minutes, I'm gonna have my phone on me, so please text, text the group chat if he starts asking us questions, or for some reason, I just gotta be back, man, but, you know, I'm gonna take advantage of, you know, the, the blessed opportunity I've been given by this movie being played, and just go and, like, you know, I'm just gonna go mess around for a little bit, like, I'll, I'll see you guys around, guys, and everyone was all, you know, in this group, me was all just, like, you know, feeling very good, just having a very nice, cordial time, but then someone in the group, me was, like, lol, like, Mr. Savage, he didn't mute his mic, ahaha, ah, let's hope nothing weird happens, that kid jinxed it, I really hope they went and beat up that kid. I, I'm joking. I am joking. But uh, yeah, that kid jinxed it. It's 100% his fault, actually. Like, if we're putting blame on anyone, don't put it on poor Mr. Savage. He doesn't know, you know, he he does, he can't, like, you know, decipher the difference between a rock and a computer. It's not his fault, man. It's this kid. It's this kid for setting him up. Anyways, things are pretty normal, right? And, uh, you know, Jimmy, the subscriber... I really hope I named him Jimmy earlier on, because I have in my notes uh, that I'm going to call the subscriber Jimmy. So if I didn't, his name is Jimmy now. Get over it. Get over yourself. Like, just, just deal with it is what I'm trying to say. Anyways, right, Jimmy, the subscriber, the guy who sent this in, you can send this. You can send in stories to my Instagram. It's in my, it's in the description of the video. Anyways, right, you know, things are pretty normal. But then, you know, he does notice, right? He does notice a little rustling sound, like some movement is coming from Mr. Savage, right? Mr. Savage himself, like oh, just a little, just a little rustling, a little movement is coming from, like you, you can just hear like him moving around, totally normal, like, like unlucky. He left his, like his mic on, like that's, that's, un that's unlucky, right? But he just, he just thought it'd end there. And he's like, you know, Mr. Savage, like, you know, starts like, you know, 
if he gets on the phone or something, or I don't know, something embarrassing like that, like, or just a little embarrassing, right? Where maybe, maybe it's just the right call to, like, go in and tell him his mic isn't muted. But right now, like, no harm, no foul. Like, dude, it doesn't really matter, right? It is what it is. Like, I don't want to interrupt the movie because maybe if I interrupt it, maybe, I don't know, he'll start asking me questions and, oh my God, I've not been paying attention. It's only been seven minutes, but I've not been paying attention. But all of a sudden, right, instead of rustling sounds, because the, the, the microphone went mute for a while, right? And the sound of the volume of the movie was like, took over again. You start hearing uh, it, uh, the subscriber, Jimmy, is just like, he doesn't really believe what he hears at first, but he starts hearing like uh, th th the sounds of like anime or something. He's like, what? And yeah, no, no, no. It's like the sounds of anime coming from, you know, Mr. Savage's computer. And then everyone in the, gr the group me lights up, man. The group me just goes insane. It's like, Mr. Savage watches anime. That's so funny. Like, I could totally hang with this guy. Uh -huh. Like all, the, all this kind of stuff. Because, you know, you just, you know, I mean, anime is cool. I have not gotten into it personally. I, I, I think it's cool. Like, I, I definitely could. If Actually, leave your suggestions in the comment section down below because I might unironically watch something you suggest. Anyways, right? Everyone's like, oh, that's so funny. Like, ah, ha, ha. Like, that's cool. That's cool. Like, Mr. Savage, he's on the cool list now. He gets the thumbs up. He gets the plus. He gets the big, like, yes, he's the cool. Let me just say, the <laughs> it turns south. It goes bad. It goes bad so fast. It was so good for a second. It was so good, man. It was so good. Before I get into the downfall of Mr. Savage, basically, uh, secret word of the day is uh, anime. Uh, so if you made it this far into the video, comment anime down below. I'm going to try and heart as many of those as I can, but I, I just can't get to them all, unfortunately. I, I do my best, and I really do want to show my appreciation for you guys giving me that wonderful, wonderful watch time, you know. Uh, so I'll do my best, but unfortunately, no guarantees. It is what it is. But yeah, comment anime down below. And while I have your attention, right, every couple of videos, I'll shout out a random channel member. Uh, so yeah, just to this guy on screen or gal or whoever, right? I, I appreciate it. Appreciate you being a channel member. If you want to join the channel, you can hit that join button. Also, I just did a whole like uh, channel member only, ask me anything type thing. I'll do those occasionally. Uh, to answer those, you have to be a channel member. I just don't use Discord. The thing's kind of toxic. So it's the closest thing I can do. Anyway, back to the story. Anyway, so at first, everyone thinks everyone thinks it's cool. Mr. Savage, right? He watches anime. He's one of them. He's one of the cool kids or whatever. I don't know, man. And they're just all like, ah, ha, ha, that's so funny, right? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a very special type of anime. A very, very special type. A type that, you know, yeah, because uh, yeah, with a lot of anime, right, you know, maybe you can, like, watch it with a younger brother or sister. Or maybe you can watch your parents. Maybe you can even have your grandparents join in on the action. Let me just say that, you know, this special type of anime, you probably do not want to watch it with your parents. You probably do not want to watch it with your grandparents. You probably do not want to watch it with your younger siblings, right? It's probably something that if you are going to watch it, you're going to watch it by yourself in a place where no one knows that you're watching this. Uh, do you catch my drift? Uh, do I need to be clearer? I'm trying to be paid for this video. I can't make it. I don't want to be demonetized, please. I don't, I, I can't get any clearer, guys, please. Yeah, let's just call it a very special anime. And you might be thinking, like, Connor, 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 like, how would, how would you know, right? Like, how would someone know if it's this very special anime? Uh, l let me just say something, right? So while the anime, it was, it, it was in, I probably like Japanese or something, right? You can't understand unless you know Japanese, right? If you don't know Japanese, you can't understand what they're saying. But let me just say that there are some sounds that are, 
There are some sounds that are just universal, man. You don't need to know the language to know exactly what is going on. Like, these people could be doing, speaking in French, they could be speaking in Japanese, they could be speaking the native language of Kazakhstan for all I care. I don't, it doesn't matter. There's some noises that go beyond language. They, they, you just don't need, you don't even need to know any language to know what these are. To, you, you know, you catch my drift. You catch my drift. And yeah, so that's when uh, everything started going south. The whole group me was like, uh, 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 am I hearing this wrong? Like, oh my God, like no shot. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. This can't be happening. This honestly can't be happening. Dude, this can't, this can't be happening to me of all people. This, this is can't happen. This can't be happening, man. It just can't. Everyone's like, what the fuck? What? What? Oh my, what? Why? What? The whole chat's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Do we say something? Like, cause at this point, right? His mic's been unmuted for a while. And he's been watching anime, but the anime went south very fast. If if you know, you know, right? And uh, everyone's like, "Oh my, who's gonna say it?" Like, and I was like, "Dude, I'm not saying anything. I'm not gonna be that guy." And everyone's like, "Someone has to be that guy." And the problem was, right? No one wanted to be that guy saying, "Hey, Mr. Savage, right? You're watching." Po Actually, hold up. I don't want to be demonetized. No one wanted to be like, "Hey, Mr. Savage, you're watching some." A uh, very, very special, very special anime. Very special. A very special genre, right? No one wanted to say that, man. That would be, that's awkward. But here's the thing. It's even worse every second that goes by. It is even worse every single second that goes by, right? Because the longer they don't say anything, the longer that, you know, when Mr. Savage actually figures out that he forgot to mute his mic because he doesn't know it, he can't tell a computer and a rock apart from each other, right? Uh, he's going to realize that, you know, every second that no one said anything, they were just sitting there listening to what was going on. So every second that goes by, it gets worse. But no one wants to do it. Everyone in the chat's like, dude, I'm not doing it. I'm not saying anything, man. I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm just not going to be that guy, man. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to say anything. Everyone in the chat is like, okay, someone has to do it, man. Someone has to brave up. Someone has to be like our, our, our true king, our true savior, and just really stand up for the common folk over here and just say to Mr. Savage, please mute your mic, dude. Oh my God. And as everyone is just kind of squawking in the group meet, it's like, I don't want to do it, man, but someone's got to do it. Someone's got to man up. Someone's got to do it right. Uh, the situation gets worse, uh, it, it, it escalates, um, I don't know how to say it, but, uh, let me just say that, you know, in this very, very special anime, right, the very, very, very special anime, uh, the, the sounds that kind of, uh, alerted them to the fact that it was a very, very special brand of anime, and not your standard family-friendly watch-with-your-grandparents anime, those, those sounds, the ones that you don't even know, need to know Japanese to understand what's going on, uh, those get louder, and everyone's like, no, everyone's like, dude, it's getting worse, man, someone has to do it, someone has to say something, someone has to man up, and at this point, it has been like four or five minutes since, you know, the special anime started. Actually, right, this kid in his class, uh, let's call him, uh, Jackson, right? Jackson was just kind of like this, like, he's very nice, but he's kind of like, you know, big football kid, um, I don't know, was probably wearing his hat backwards, was probably, like, totally into trading stocks or something, I don't know, like, uh, I'm just trying to build some random kid, uh, I don't know why I made him a football backward hat wearing stock trader, but, um, yeah, that's Jackson, right? Anyways, right, so Jackson, very nice kid, very good guy, but you know what? He was having enough of this. He unmuted his mic, and he said, hey, Mr. Savage, your mic is not muted. Please mute it, and all of a sudden, like, everyone goes quiet. The whole group means, like, 
no one starts typing because everyone's just like, oh my God, he just did a Jackson. You're both our savior, but also you've exposed us to the cringe that, you know, and you know, everyone goes silent for a second. Everyone is waiting. You know, Jimmy, the subscriber, sitting there in the Zoom call in anticipation, you know, the group me starts going off like, Jackson, we love you, bro, but oh my God, this is so awkward. And you know, you see Mr. Savage's mic, it mutes, right? And he sits there for a second. And then Mr. Savage leaves the Zoom call. You know, the movie's still playing because he has like another monitor or something, you know, playing it on a different computer or device or something. But Mr. Savage, he just left the Zoom call entirely and everyone's sitting. The whole chat is like, like, what do we do now, dude? Like, what do we do? Like, he left the call. Oh, my God. And then someone said, hey, everyone, check your email. Turns out Mr. Savage sent them an email saying, sorry, guys, technical difficulties. Uh, He left it at technical difficulties. All right, nice try, bro. Nice try. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, now go watch another story video. Peace. In today's story, the substitute teacher, uh, they, they forgot to clear their search history, and it, it got pretty bad. It actually got extremely awkward. And t- Anyways, enjoy the story. Anyways, right, so the subscriber who sent this in, let's just call him PJ, right? You know, I, I know a lot of really good PJs, so he, this guy's a good kid, too. I can, d- I can just tell from his, like, profile pic. He's a good kid. Anyways, right, so PJ, we'll call him PJ, he sent me the story of when, you know, he was in, he was in history class, right? You know, and, you know, it was just a normal day in history class or so he thought, right? He gets to history class, gets there a couple minutes early, you know, he sits next, he sits next to his friend, he's just having a pretty good time. I mean, not really, he's about to go to history class. I mean, how exciting can that be? Unless it's, I don't know, history of Bitcoin mining or something. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Anyways, right, so he's sitting in history class and he's waiting for the teacher. And the teacher normally is there, like, before most of the students. I mean, that's normally the case with a lot of classes. Teacher just happens to be there uh, either on time or a little bit before. I've definitely had classes where teachers were, like, the last ones there. But, like, unlucky for us, I guess. Uh, like, just tough. Like, deal with it. Um, but anyways, right, so, you know... Uh, PJ, he's sitting there, and you know, he's with his friends, and he's just like, oh, I mean, uh, where's the teacher? Like, I've been sitting here for a while. I'm just a little confused. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the teacher never shows. And it's like two or three minutes later, and some random guy walks in. And this is like a younger guy. Let's say he's probably like 24, 25, uh, probably fresh out of grad school or something for, I don't know, being a teacher. I, I don't really know how the education system works when it comes to being a teacher, man. That's that's not my forte. If you want to ask me about the education system when it comes to like uh, specializing in Bitcoin. Mo- okay, I'm going to shut up now. Anyway, so the substitute teacher walks in and says, hey guys, I'm uh, Mr. Mr. Let's call him Mr. Steven. Yeah, Mr. Steven. Anyways, right, Mr. Steven, he comes in and he's just like, hey guys, like I'm going to be your substitute teacher. Your teacher's sick today. So, you know, I'm coming in for like, you know, the class and I'm looking at the class notes and it looks like we have a movie to watch. You know, that's, you know, that's a good feeling, right? When you, when you're in class and it's like, okay, it's movie time. Even if the movie kind of sucks, like the movie isn't that great. For some reason, it is always so much better than actually doing like actual work. Even if for some reason the actual work might've been like legitimately more entertaining, for some reason it actually doesn't matter. As long as you're watching a movie, it's going to be a good day. Anyways, he said, okay, you know, your teacher sent me in the lesson plan. Today we're watching a movie and I got a download link for it. So just give me a second. So, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Steven, right? Mr. Steven, he goes on his, like his computer, he downloads the movie. All the people are kind of talking with each other because, you know, he's just downloading the movie. So it's kind of a free period for people to talk. People are like, all right, like movie time, movie time, baby. Let's go. Cause I don't know about you, but whenever class was like, you know, a, a movie, 
movie class, it was always a good day. It was legitimately always a good day when that was the case. So everyone was pretty hyped. Everyone was pretty excited. And eventually, Mr. Steven, you know, he actually gets the movie to download. He uh, figures out how to use technology. But the thing is, right, Mr. Steven wasn't totally sure how to, you know, use the AirPlay feature. He wasn't totally sure how to link up his computer with, uh, you know, the... The, the, the screen share type thing. So, you know, he's like, okay, he's, he's fiddling around with it for a little bit, and it's not working. So he says, hey, does anyone know how to use, uh, anyone know how to, like, air, like screen share or, or use the AirPlay or whatever? I don't even know. Like, somehow get his computer to, like, play on, you know, the, the screen so that everyone could watch it. And this kid raised his hand. He said, hey, you know, I can help you. And this kid, uh, we'll call him, we'll call him uh, Benny. Benny, Benny was uh, kind of known as like as like a a Bitcoin miner. That was kind of his thing. Like everyone knew him as the guy who mined Bitcoin. Connor, the joke wasn't funny the first time. It definitely wasn't funny the second time. It isn't the funny the five hundredth time you said the joke. Can you shut the fuck? Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. I'm not funny. Whatever. I have an obsession with Bitcoin mining for some reason. Even though I'm much more of a fan of uh, proof of uh, proof of stake blockchains like uh, Tezos or anyways right so this kid was kind of known as you know being a little bit I don't want to call him a bully or not maybe he was a little bit but he definitely had a very strong personality Uh, this kid Benny right he definitely would he he didn't really uh, how do I put this like he was a decent he was a good kid right he's a decent guy but he definitely was very uh uh, you'll see he, he definitely had like he didn't really he didn't really care when it came to other people's uh, feelings. I know that sounds harsh, but you'll know what I mean. Basically, what I'm trying to say is if like if Benny didn't really care if you, if something was funny and it negatively impacted someone, he didn't care because it was funny. Like he didn't care that it negatively impacted some someone. If something was funny, he'd do it for comedy. Uh, no matter how bad it was on the other person. So anyways, right, so Benny, you know, he goes up to uh, Mr. Mr. Stevens' uh, computer. He, like, kind of, like, syncs it up with the, uh, with the AirPlay or the ScreenPlay or whatever. I don't even know, man. And, you know, he gets it to work. And, you know, so, you know, the screen, it pops on screen, and there's multiple tabs open. And uh, this is where things start to go really downhill. This is where things start to fall off an absolute cliff. This is where everyone's day goes from, I'm watching a chill movie with my classmates to, oh my god. He's right, so while the thing's screen sharing, while it's on the screen, right, if you don't know, like with like, of course you guys know, but like, you know, on Google Chrome or Safari or whatever, when you have tabs open, there's a little bit of like what you typed into the search bar or what was on, you know, the website title. That is like kind of like present. Like you can see the first like 50 or 70 characters of whatever you searched. And uh, let me just say that that was was not good for uh, poor Mr. Steven. And this is where things started to go downhill pretty quick. This is where things for Mr. Steven started to go really, really downhill. Uh, because uh, he had a lot of tabs open. And for some reason, he just thought that, like, you know, he didn't need to close them. If he didn't click into the tabs, he didn't need to close them, right? And uh, people were kind of like, they, 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 they started to, like, look at them. Because, like, you're going to look at the tabs, right? You're going to look at what it says. You're going to glance at it. And uh, people just started to see hottest Minecraft anime, and then it, like, cut off sexiest Minecraft anime, and they're just like, what the, what? Huh? And everyone's like, there's a little bit of a a slight murmur, because people are all reading this at the same time, and they're just like, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute, what the fuck? what? Let me just preface this by saying, I literally don't care what you watch in your free time, right? If your thing is, uh, you know, a popcorn getting popped in a micro microwave, if that's like, if that's really your thing, man, I don't care. I honestly do not care. But the thing is, if, you, if your substitute teacher is looking up, you know, most delectable Minecraft animations, bro, that's weird. Like, if that's something you look up on your own, I literally do not care. But if your substitute teacher comes into class, does not close his tabs, and that gets revealed to you, bro, I'm sorry. Like, I'm literally so sorry. I'm so sorry. Someone's gonna say something. No one's gonna let that slip. And you know who definitely does not let that slip? You know who definitely does not? Benny. Benny's not gonna let that slip. And he, because here's the thing, Benny's setting up the computer, he's setting up the airplay, and everyone else is, can see it on screen, right? It's pretty obvious. And uh, yeah, Benny, out of all the kids who's gonna do something about it, out of all the kids, yeah, Benny's gonna be the one to do something. And unfortunately, he was the one, like, he was still manning the airplay because he was still getting it set up. It was like, and when Benny saw the tabs, he was like, oh, yo, Mr. Steven, what's this? And he clicks on one of them, and it's just like a Steve. It's just like an animated Minecraft Steve. And it was like a very zoomed up photo of his face. And uh, actually, 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 on second thought, on, on a closer review, on a peer-reviewed study of research and data, I've come to the conclusions that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna meticulously depict the hottest Minecraft anime. <laughs> I'm not gonna meticulously depict the hottest Minecraft animations of 2021. Leave that to your vile imaginations. Anyways, right? So the whole class, because at this point, right, you have to remember, Benny has clicked into one of these tabs. And at this point, Mr. Steven, bro, he was new on the job. He was just a sub. He was coming in. All he wanted to do was, you know, get some credit hours or whatever. Because I think, like, a lot of, like, teachers, like, they get... I think there's something about, like, getting hours as, like, a substitute. That, like, that goes towards something. Maybe you get paid a little bit. He just wanted to come in get his hours, get a little bit of bread, right? Get paid a little bit. Just like sit back, watch one of these movies about, you know, I don't know, 1960 Europe reconstruction era, whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, the United States going off the gold dollar, the, the, the gold standard. I don't know, man. Like it was one of those history videos. He just want to sit back, watch that with the kids. Like it doesn't even matter. He didn't want his search history and his like videos and his, the stuff he was watching the night before to be plastered all over the screen and potentially, uh, you know, disrupt his career at least a little bit. Today's secret word is uh, Minecraft. So if you made it this far into the video, I would like you to go in the comment section down below and comment Minecraft. Uh, I can't heart all of them. I've tried my best to heart a lot of them, but uh, I, I just can't get to all of them. But if you want a good chance of getting a heart and maybe getting top commenter on the channel, comment Minecraft. I'll heart a bunch of those. This is a way to say thank you for the wonderful, wonderful watch time. And also a thing I started a couple of videos ago is like, if you guys send me, uh, you know, any, any kind of like fan art or cool kind of art like that to my Instagram. I'll try and put some of it like in some of my videos. Instagram uh, is on screen right now. That's where you can send me the stuff as well as send me the stories, which you guys have been doing and sending me a lot. And I do appreciate them. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to show you some fan art on screen right now, as well as the Instagrams to the correlated accounts. So you can go say like that. It's cool. Go send them some good messages or something. And today, Today is your lucky day because every single person who leaves a like on today's video will receive their very own nothing. I know, it's a wonderful deal. Back to the story. Anyways, right, so Mr. Steven regains control of his laptop, like shuts it, it disconnects the airplay or whatever, right? And he's like, guys, I'm so 
so, so sorry. Like, you weren't supposed to see that. And, like, the kids in class, right, this is a high school class. Like, this isn't some, like, middle school class where this would be a really, really, really serious issue. Like, they're, they, like, it, it's bad in any case. But, like, the kids just thought it was pretty funny. And, like, the subscriber, PJ, was, like, he kind of spoke up. He's like, dude, like, Mr. Steven, don't worry about it. We actually, like, I, I think, like, whatever, dude. Like, we don't care. We just found it was, like, funny that, like, I don't know. Like, it's, like, we're sorry. Like, we're sorry that we're laughing at you. But, like, we really don't care. Don't worry about it. Mr. Stevens, like, yeah, I'm just sorry again. He's, like, also, guys, if you could just, like, not tell anyone about this. I know that sounds weird or whatever. But just, like, it, it honestly was a mistake. And it'll just get me in a lot of trouble. And, I mean, it seems like you guys don't really care. So it would just really help me out if, you know, you just didn't tell anyone. They were like, yeah, dude, like, don't worry about it. And, like, PJ's like, yeah, you're a good bro. Like, we, we get it. Like, could kind of mess up you know, your career or whatever. And it's honestly not a big deal. So it's totally chill. Let me just, and PJ offered himself. He's like, yeah, let me just get back up here. If you want to close those tabs for me, big guy, I'd appreciate that. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll get the movie set up and we'll just sit here and watch it and you're chill. And Mr. Steven was obviously a little bit shaken up. Uh, I, I think I'd be a little shaken up too. Thankfully, I would never be in that position for many reasons. Um, but uh, Mr. Steven seemed a little uh, little shaken up and he was like, yeah, thanks. I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> he was defeated, bro. He was done. So you might be thinking to yourself like, okay, well, this is a decent end to the story. Why is there still like three to four minutes of runtime on the video? Like they obviously, everyone in the class was like, they thought they'd be chill about it and they're just going to go ahead and watch a movie and definitely not get this like decent teacher in trouble who just like forgot to close his tabs, right? No one's, uh, no one's going to mess this up. No one's going to make this unnecessarily awkward and unfortunate for the, per no one's going to do that, right? There's just three minutes of like extra blank space. Uh, unfortunate to say the story does not end here. You guys remember Benny, the, the, the kid who was called up to, uh, you know, to actually the first one who, you know, clicked on the tab and showed the whole class basically. Uh, and as I said earlier, Benny basically would do anything, uh, for a laugh, for a good funny, like a good haha moment. And in Benny's mind, he was thinking to himself, you know, what would be a super funny reaction if I told the principal and the principal came in and like talked about it, like that would be hilarious. And Benny didn't really, because I said this earlier, right? He didn't really think of like ramifications or his actions having effects on other people, that whole thing. He wasn't really thinking about that. He just thought it would be super funny if he did this. So what Benny did is he was like, hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Steven, uh, can I go to the bathroom? And Mr. Steven's like, yeah, yeah, sure, it's fine. He was still a little shaken up, but he was kind of warming up to the class again. Things were good. The movie was playing, by the way. PJ got up there, successfully got the whole thing all set up. Things were looking pretty good, right? Things were just going smooth. The class was enjoying their movie. But what, uh, what Benny did was he walked down the hallway and he walked right past the bathroom and he walked right to the principal's office. And what he did is he said, hey, Mr. Whatever, Mr. Principal or whatever his name would be. Let's just call him Mr. Principal. I don't want to come up with another name. I'm going to, I'm going to mix up the names if I have too many. So he's like, hey, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Principal, right? Do I have a story for you? <laughs> And uh, let me just say that the uh, the principal did not find it as humorous as uh, the class did. And uh, the, the reaction was not as humorous as Benny expected it to be. Aha. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, so PJ's sitting in class. He's there with, like, a friend or two. And they're just chilling watching the movie when they hear a banging on the door. They hear bump, bump, bump. And then all of a sudden the door opens. And you know who walks in? Benny. And you know who walks in right after him? the principal. So Benny, you know, he was a little, you know, he didn't understand stuff like that. He really didn't like think ahead. But even, you know, Benny was at least competent enough to realize that as he was standing there that, oh my God, he messed up at least a little bit. And the principal is like, 
Mr. Stevens, is what Benny told me that just happened, is that true? And the whole class is looking at Benny like, dude, why? <laughs> like, legitimate, why? We, we don't care. It was an act, like, why? And, 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 you know, the substitute teacher, Mr. Steven, is just looking at the principal like, uh... And he, he, here's the thing. The class would have totally gone along with, like, no, Benny made it up. Because, you know, they were okay with Benny, but, you know, Benny had pulled a few, like, something like this before. Not exactly like this, obviously. But he's been a jerk to these kids for comedy in the past. And, you know, they, they definitely wouldn't side with him over this, like, okay guy that, like, seems like he just, like, made a mistake, right? But no, uh, Mr. Steven is just like, yeah, it's it's true. And, you know, principal looks at Mr. Steven like, yo, come with me. And then he looks at the class, he's like, hey, guys, like, uh, uh, you get class off, you know, like, you can go just, like, chill till next period or whatever. Like, go, or just, like, stay here and study or just, like, go somewhere. I don't really care. You can't leave, obviously, but uh, you get class off, do what you want. And yeah, the principal and Mr. Stevens, the substitute teacher, they, they leave the classroom and the whole class is just chilling there like, <sighs> and they all look at Benny and they're just like, and then PJ's like, dude, why? And he's like, dude, I thought it'd be funny. And they're all just like, what part of that was funny? He was like, guys, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it would do that. And they're like, dude, you didn't realize he'd get in trouble. It was very clear he'd get in trouble. He's like, dude, I thought it'd be so funny when the principal came in. I thought the principal would have more of a sense of humor. And, the, and they're all just like, dude, why would the principal have a sense of humor? He has to run the place. So this was like an old guy, like the principal was like an old guy known for not having a sense of humor, known for like taking stuff very seriously. So everyone's like, Benny, why? Why would you think this? And uh, eventually Benny's like, I messed up. I'm, I messed up. And they were like, yeah, dude. Yeah, you did. Subscribe if you haven't already, and then go watch another video. There's a bunch on screen. Also, 5,000 likes and, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Another day, another story about a spoiled kid, but this time he actually attacks his teacher while, like, spewing a bunch of nonsense at- a Anyways, this is probably one of the funniest ones we've had in a second. So yeah, sit back, relax, uh, grab something to drink, grab something to eat, grab something to mine your Bitcoin on, grab something to do your math homework on, and, uh, yeah, let's just gonna get right into the story. Uh, this one is this one's something else, dude. So anyways, the subscriber who sent in the story, and you can send in stories too to my Instagram and get featured on the channel, link in description. Um, anyways, we're gonna call this guy Ben. And I know that's kind of a meme on the channel because I use Ben for like e every other name, but I was looking through the comment section for suggestions for names to use, and someone says, use Ben because haha, use Ben all the time. So I'm actually taking your suggestions for names and I'll be using Ben. <laughs> anyways, right, so Ben, uh, he's a subscriber, he sent in the story. Anyways, he's in class, and he's in sixth grade. And in the sixth grade class, he has someone in his class, and we're going to call this guy Brandon. And uh, Brandon is the spoiled kid, right? So Brandon, like, okay, so the other spoiled kids that we've had, like, the parents have done, like, extremely well, like, they come from a ton of money, right? Brandon, right, came from a pretty standard family, and look, there's... Like, that, that's, like, everyone else at his school. Like, he was legitimately, like, everyone else in his school. But for some reason, right, he just always had it in his mind that he was significantly better and had significantly more money and was just, like, super powerful and his, his family could smite you with, like, I don't know, a court case or a lawsuit if you did anything. So this kid was not just, like, you know, entitled and spoiled. He was also delusional. So that kind of just brings, like, quite quite the, like quite the like the scramble of ingredients to make uh, an interesting turn of events especially when he actually just goes ballistic and attacks his teacher but we'll get into that in a second guys give me a second let me let me draw out the backstory a little bit let me give you some background let's flavor up the story 
Anyways, right, so Brandon has been in Ben's class for a very long time, so everyone kind of knows about Brandon. And Brandon really didn't have that many friends, and, you know, sometimes it's like, aw, like, poor kid doesn't have that many friends. Nah, bro, he did this to himself. He played himself. Like, normally, you know, I'd agree I'd feel bad or whatever. No, no, no. This kid definitely did it to himself. He had been, like, known for, you know, he was kind of known as someone who had, like, an attitude with ha without really having a reason to have an attitude. And there's no real reason ever to have an attitude. But in the past, like, the spoiled kids have been, like, you know, they had been acting entitled because, like, they had always gotten something more and they knew, like, their parents made a lot of money or whatever. First of all, not a good reason to be a complete jackass, right? That's, that's not an excuse. But Brandon, dude... uh. There was literally no reason. Like there was no there was no base that this was on. He just imagined that his parents had like infinite money glitch when that just was not the case. They were just normal, which is totally normal. It's, it's cool. Like that's that's what everyone else was. He could have been easily boys with them, but but no. Anyways, right. So one day in class, one day in class. You know, Ben and Brandon, they're both in some history class together. This is a standard 6th grade history class. I don't know what they're learning about. But one day, they're just kind of sitting there, and they're getting their test back, right? So they had a relatively big test, and, you know, Brandon, you know, obviously was bragging to everyone about how he was just, like, inherently smarter than all of them. I think this was, like, similar behavior to another girl way back in the day. I think I did a story about her, like, a long time ago. But anyways, Brandon also did the same thing, where he basically bragged to everyone about how he was going to crush it, and how he's going to absolutely ace this test. 100%, like, just absolutely slam it without even having to try, dude. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. Like, he went into class and he's like, I am just smarter. I am just better than all of you guys inherently, which is a little weird. And he's like, I don't even have to study. And obviously, right, this test was like a history test. It, was, it, was, it wasn't like an interpretive one. It was a, what date did this thing happen? What is the name of the fourth king of England? Like, it was one of those, like, like, you gotta memorize stuff tests. It's not even something if you were genuinely, like, a really smart dude. You couldn't just figure it out. Like, you couldn't do the math. You couldn't figure it out, man. So, obviously, right, and, you know, the teacher is handing back all the tests. And Ben, the subscriber, bro, he studied. He got, like, an 85. He did very solid on the test. The average was probably, like, 88, 89. So, he felt very sad. He was satisfied with his result. And the teacher put every test face up on everyone's desks until she got to Brandon. And she just, like, <laughs> she put a face down. You know for a fact, right? You just know for a fact. Some teachers, they put all the tests face down, but if teachers put tests face up and then they come to you and the test is face down, dude, you're absolutely boned. It's GG. It, it's, it's just unlucky right now. GG unlucky. Like you got, uh, it's, it's just not going to work, bro. You, you're screwed. You failed. I don't know how else to say it. And uh, yeah, uh, so Brandon, you know, was still pretty confident because he's also a little bit delusional, if he could already pick up on that. He, you know, he flipped over his test and Ben kind of like saw his test grade right away and he was just looking at Brandon. And Brandon had a smug expression on his face and then when he turned around the test grade, like his face dropped because he had like, I don't know, 62 or something. So right, Ben was watching Brandon as Brandon's face like kept like contorting it, like started like, it got all scrunched up, and then it was, like, all, like, then he started to get angry, then shocked, confused. He went through, like, all five stages of grief within, like, ten seconds in his facial expressions. But then, of course, he raises his hand. He's like, teacher, teacher, there must be a mistake. And the teacher's like, Brandon, like, I'm sorry. I know this one didn't go as well as you wanted, but, like, uh, there was no mistake. And he's like, no. That, that's, imp that, that's impossible. And, you know, uh, Brandon and the teacher, they start having a back and forth. Brandon's like, no, no, I'm very, very certain you made a mistake here. 
And the teacher's like, Brandon, all right, what do you think the mistake is? He's like, I don't know, but it's very clear. Like, obviously, right, I'm just inherently really smart, and I'm, I, I wouldn't make mistakes like this. And the teacher's like, Brandon, Brandon, come on, man. Like, I'm sorry. If you want, like, to, if you want to, like, study with me, like, if you want to, like, go over future assessments, so, you know, I, I, I don't know, like, so they're like, I don't know, you do better, like, that's totally fine, man. And Brandon's like, no, no, I don't think you understand. I'm just inherently smart, so I should have done well. At this point, the teacher's like, Brandon, Brandon, come on now. Like, I'm sorry you didn't do well on this. Next time, it'll go better, and I can also help you make it go better if you just want to study with me. At this point, right, Ben, the subscriber, is sitting there like, oh, boy. Because, like, they were kind of recently new into this history class. Yes, it was a pretty major assessment, but it was just, like, a major assessment on the first kind of unit they did. So the teacher didn't really know Brandon. And all the other kids are kind of looking around like, oh, boy, Brandon's about to have another one of his meltdowns, his epic meltdowns. Except this one went a little bit farther than anyone would have expected. Uh, I mean, normally you don't expect a, t- a kid to, uh, you know, attack his teacher. But anyways. And then Brandon begins his breakdown, right? Brandon looks at the teacher. He's like, I- I'm going to count to five. And if you don't revert the grade, you're going to regret it. And the teacher's like, dude, what are you talking Like, what? The, the teacher's like, Brent, like, Brandon. I'm not going to change the grade. And Brandon's like, four? Because he said five. He's like, five, four? Teacher's like, dude, I don't... Teacher's like, I'm just, I'm just not going to change it. Three? And he just looks at him, and he has a stare down. Two? And Brandon's like, you're going to regret this. And the teacher's like, regret what? And then Brandon says, one. And he starts like... He like looks down and makes this really angry face. Goes... And at this point, all the other kids are like... Uh... Dude, what the fuck? Huh? Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, excuse me? Are you good? Huh? Is everything okay? Are, are, are you, like, bra- what? All the other kids are just watching in just complete astonishment at this point. Because this kid is actually just, like, melting down right in front of them. He's like... And what he does is he goes up. He, like, goes up, walks up to the teacher's desk. And at this point, the teacher was, like, stood up and was, like, passing around grades. So Brandon walks right by the teacher and goes right up to the teacher's desk. And at this point, right, you know, Brandon goes up to the desk of the teacher and is like, You've made a mistake. You've underestimated me. And he takes both of his hands and he just like clean swipes the entire desk. So the teacher had like a bunch of papers, like a cup of coffee, like a bunch of stuff on the desk, all flies onto the floor. At this point, the teacher's just like mouth is wide open because right, and and the entire class too, the entire class, because here's the thing. They know that like Brandon has had like breakdowns and like goes on rants and rampages but dude this was a whole nother level like this kid must have seriously cracked at this point and then brandon starts to say you poor you filthy you destitute vermin and at this point like the teacher's like what huh he's like you scum you slime you are beneath me and he goes around just like rip like he picks up some chair and he throws it across the room barely right and he's like uh, secret word of the day is chair speaking of chairs right so comment chair down below I'll try and heart as many of those as I can and also uh, today's your lucky day because if you leave a like on the video right now you'll receive literally nothing anyways right Brandon he's picking up a chair throws it across the room is like and the teacher's just like dude what the fuck? at this point right the teacher's like kind of like assessing the situation because he's still kind of like shocked by just what is going on he's just like oh my god like are are you serious 
And then Brandon goes over to the whiteboard, right? There's a whiteboard, there's whiteboard markers, and there's erasers. And he picks up a big jar of whiteboard markers, and he's like, You shall feel my wrath! And he starts just chucking them at the teacher. The teacher's like, starts to, like, dodge. He's like, Oh, stop it! Stop it, Brandon! And Brandon, like, takes the whiteboard markers and throws them. And the whiteboard markers are, like, foam. They're like styrofoam, dude. So they, like, daintily float over, like, float over and, like, bounce off the teacher. And the teacher's like, That's it! The teacher goes up to Brandon who's just kind of, like, shocked at this point, because the teacher basically runs up on him, grabs him by the collar, and says, you're coming with me, and just, like, pulls him out of the class. At this point, Ben and all the other classmates are just sitting in class, watching as the teacher drags him out, and, and Brandon's like, you'll regret this, you'll pay, you filthy poor slime, and he's just, <laughs> like, the most goofiest stuff anyone has ever heard. And once they leave, after, like, ten seconds of pure silence... Ben just starts laughing, dude, because at this point, right, Ben has just watched this thing, and just like, what just happened? And the whole class is, like, talking, laughing a little bit, just, like, completely shell-shocked at, like, because they always knew Brandon was kind of, like, a weird kid, and, like, would always be, like, was kind of, like, weirdly entitled and delusional, but he'd never had, like, a crazy meltdown like this, right? This this is at a whole new level. And so anyways, right, Brandon, you know, apparently he gets, like, about a week of, a week of uh, you know, suspension in school, and, uh, yeah, the teacher comes back after dropping at the principal's office and explaining what happened. And the teacher's, like, just, he looks at, clo- at the clock. He's, like, there's 10 minutes left. He's, like, you know what? Uh, I did have a lesson planned for today, but I think the lesson that, you know, <laughs> we all learned today was just, don't be that guy. And then everyone starts laughing, bro. They're all, like, okay. And the teacher's, like, all right, this is a weird day. Just get out of here. Like, have a good day. I don't know. Like, I, I need to think about this. And the teacher's just, like, yeah, class is done. You guys are good. And everyone's just, like, okay and they're just all leaving class like oh my god like what just happened anyways a week later uh brandon is not just uh he he isn't just suspended he's also removed from the class but like a couple weeks later ben like walk bumps into brandon and it's like hey what's up and brandon looks at him and just like keeps walking dude and that's like the last time ben ever saw brandon i don't know if he transferred schools or he just like wasn't like in class with him anymore but yeah interesting right subscribe if you haven't already now go click another video there's some on screen some on the sidebar click it click it or i'll cry today we have a story of a substitute teacher that does a a pretty big oopsie and uh maybe oopsie's an understatement but does a does a bit of an uh uh-oh in front of a lot of people and uh yeah that's all i want to say i don't want to spoil it too much so yeah let's get right into the story sit back relax grab something to drink grab something to eat uh and yeah let's get into it so we're gonna call the subscriber who sent in today's story we're gonna call him nate uh by the way i just got that from a comment someone left as always i do my best to try and just take names from comment suggestions you guys leave so if you want to see your name or something used in the story anyways right nate contacted me on instagram which is the best way to submit stories in the description or it's just connor pugs and you know he told me about this time where you know he was in class and he's just kind of chilling and he had the same t- and he, this teacher i don't know this was like a math class or something it doesn't really matter but anyways right he always kind of had the same teacher every single he had the same teacher every single day what am i talking about the teacher came in around the same time every single day that's what I tried to say. And uh, yeah, the teacher was always like five, 10 minutes early. He was one of the, he was an older teacher. He was probably like 70, 75. He was getting up there in years. Or I guess maybe this was a professor. I think Nate was older. Maybe this was like college or maybe very late high school. I'm not 100% sure. Anyways, the professor normally like gets up really early, goes to bed really early. So he's always in class like at least 10 minutes early. So when Nate gets there, he goes in there and, you know, 
you know, two minutes before the bell rings for class to start, and the professor's nowhere to be found, which is pretty pretty unusual, and he's kind of like looking around, and he's like, oh, I guess maybe there's traffic today, or the professor slept in, but that still seemed pretty unusual. So Nate opened up his phone, was checking his inbox, and he saw he got an email from the professor saying, hey, hey guys, or hey class, I'm sick today, you'll have a replacement, like obviously don't mess around, pay good attention, and treat them well. Anyways, right, so Nate's like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool, and he's sitting around, and people are waiting for a couple minutes, and then the, you know, the uh, substitute teacher walks through the door, he says, hey guys, my name is, I'm just gonna call him the substitute teacher, whenever I have too many names in a video, I just mix them up, and you guys are like, dude, you called the wrong person the wrong person for like the hundredth time, and you know, I'm just trying to keep this simple, I'm trying to keep you guys happy, so we're just gonna call him the sub, substitute teacher, just gonna call him the sub, anyway, so the sub comes in, introduces himself, Hi guys, I'm the sub. My name is the sub. That's not actually his name, but you get the point. Anyways, right, everyone was kind of chilling. They're like, okay. And today was going to be an easier day in class. Uh, the substitute teacher was just kind of instructed to put on a movie, put on a presentation, and also tell everyone to, like, take notes um, because... I don't know, like, pay attention in class, man. But the substitute teacher wasn't really required to do anything that taxing, like, actually teach the class. He's just supposed to set it up and then sit back, you know, relax and watch the movie, too. So anyways, right, Nate's pretty hyped because, like, I don't know about you, but personally, whenever it's a movie day, like, even if the movie kind of sucks, like, in, in any class, even if the movie's bad, even if I don't care about it, it's always nice because you can kind of just zone out, you can kind of just veg out a little bit, just kind of sit back and chill, uh, it's a little tough when they say, oh, you're going to have a quiz on the movie afterwards because that means you actually have to pay attention. And nine out of ten times, the movie being played is not actually that interesting. Anyways, right, you know, the substitute teacher goes up there, puts on the movie, and it's pretty boring or whatever. He's like, guys, take notes. There's no quiz or anything, but your professor would like you to take notes. So, as always, nobody take notes or nobody took notes or, you know, paid any attention. Let me just say that they were all about to pay attention. So about 15 minutes into the movie, this is like an hour, 15 minute long period. It's a longer period. Uh, you know, the substitute teacher who was just kind of like chilling there, uh, you know, he's like, okay, guys, like, he just kind of said, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. If anyone needs me, like, I don't know, like, if you need anything, like, feel free to do it yourself, basically, like, I'm gonna be gone for a little bit, uh, yeah, so that's where I'm going, so the substitute teacher, the sub, leaves the classroom, and the kids are kind of just there, and basically what happens, the second he, you know, he leaves the classroom, everyone whips out their phone, is just, like, on it, not paying attention to the movie, somehow even less than they were before, which is pretty impressive, but things were going pretty normally, up until about two minutes after the substitute teacher left. So this is where things start to go downhill really, 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 really quickly. You guys will see what I mean in just a second. But anyways, right, they're chilling, they're on their phones, and then they notice something. They notice that, you know, that the, the whole, like, the movie or whatever, uh, you know, it was kind of, like, glitching out for a second, and they are kind of confused why it was glitching out. And they notice something that, you know, when the... <laughs> this is kind of goofy, but when the substitute teacher left, right... He, when he left to go to the bathroom, for some reason he brought his backpack with him, which was a little strange, people were thinking. And they noticed that, like, the, the screen was kind of, like, flickering a little bit. It was just kind of weird. And they were like, okay, whatever, like, if this thing goes out, no one really cares, they're just on their phones. So they noticed that, you know, the whatever is screen sharing the device, like, the mouse has become active again, which is really strange, because you know how, like, when someone moves the mouse, it becomes active again, and, like, kind of, like, brings up the pause button or whatever, and they noticed that, like, 
for some reason, right, you know, the, the screen, like, it minimizes. The video that's playing minimizes. And you know how, like, at least on a Mac, I don't know how you can do this on, like, a Windows computer. I'm pretty sure this was a Mac computer because I don't really know other computers that can do this. If you do, like, a three-finger swipe, you can, like, get an entire new desktop window. So whatever is playing on the other side will continue to play as normal, but it's like you have an entirely new window open. So at this point, right, the class was starting to realize, like, oh, my God, like, the substitute teacher who's, like, air-playing the movie that we're all supposed to be watching either knows this or, like, either knowingly or unknowingly is on his computer that's still air-playing. And they're like, okay, uh, maybe he just has to do some work emails. Like, hopefully we don't see any confidential work emails. <laughs> uh, let me just say that they would have wished. They would have wished that these were work emails that he was about to do. They would have wished that he was looking up uh, work emails or how to like shortcuts and Excel documents. They would have wished. Honestly, man, they would have begged for that. But uh, unfortunately, life is cruel. They just got super unlucky. And no, the, the substitute teacher was not looking up uh, Excel shortcuts or replying to his boss. He was not doing that even in the slightest. And people in the class are starting to realize that like, this guy's screen sharing, he's on his computer, and it's pretty apparent that he doesn't know that he's still screen sharing, or he, like, knows that it's, like, or he thought that, like, moving to another window. Honestly, like, the details I got through the DMs were kind of murky, but all I know is, like, the substitute teacher who was playing the movie left to go to the bathroom, brought his computer, and was still screen sharing. I don't know the exact details, but those are the facts I know. So everyone in the class is like, oh my god, like, do we tell him? And then they realize that, like, he went off to some random bathroom. They have no idea where he is, and if he is in a bathroom, they don't want to go knocking in on some guy that they met 20 minutes ago saying, hey man, like, I know you're, like, taking a dump right now, but, like, can we talk? Like, no one wants to do that, bro. But anyways, right, uh, they're all just kind of in class, and, you know, at this point, Nate is just like, oh my god, dude, like, oh my god, what is about to happen? And everyone in the class is starting to talk. They're just like, okay, we can't do anything at this point. But at the moment, nothing that bad is happening. Like, the guy's just on his computer. Like, how bad could it get? And oh my god, did they, th those words, honestly, that was kind of karma for literally saying out loud. Nate said in the DM that, like, someone actually said verbatim, how bad could it get? And honestly, when you put those words out into the universe, the universe was listening, and the universe was listening extremely close this day. They were, they had very fine-tuned ears today, and they picked up on those words exactly. And let me just say that, uh, unfortunately, uh, Nate's classmates, they paid the price for saying that. Anyway, so I know a lot of you guys like anime. I don't personally watch it. I, it's not because I have, like, a dislike against it. It's just I don't know where to start. And I got a couple cartoons I'm watching right now, specifically re-watching some Adventure Time and regular show. And I don't really have a lot of time to watch TV anyways. So I personally haven't gotten into it. But I know a lot of you guys do enjoy some anime. And let me just say that uh, this substitute teacher also very much enjoyed some anime. Um, but he wasn't just watching, you know, you know, a classic. He wasn't just pulling out some, like, Attack on Titan. He wasn't just pulling out some, like, online sword art or whatever that w one's called, right? He wasn't doing, you know, your typical whatever, like, standard anime, like, stuff. He was going to a specific genre. And I don't know if you guys can guess the specific genre. <laughs> I know I certainly can't tell you verbatim 
or YouTube will thunderbolt this video. Speaking of anime, today's secret word is anime, so if you made it this far, comment anime down below. I'm gonna do my best to try and heart at least some comments to say anime, but currently, I mean, I'm in college, first of all, and also, I'm working on a lot of really big, exciting projects for the channel that you guys will enjoy, so I've been really busy with that. So don't feel bad if I haven't been able to heart your comment. I haven't really been able to heart any comments in the last couple days, but it's for good reasons and good, exciting things are coming. Just watch. By the way, leave a like in the video. You'll receive nothing in return. Fantastic deal. Anyways, right back to the story. Uh, yeah, so basically, right, the substitute teacher, he was looking up a certain genre of anime that would basically get my YouTube channel, channel thunderbolted if I said anything too specifically. And if you can only imagine, the whole class was like, no, dude. No, 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 because, right, they're watching this in real time, man. They're watching this as it's being typed into the private Chrome browser, and they're just like, no, 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 like, this cannot be happening, this cannot be, and everyone's just looking at each other like, oh my god, dude, no, 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 do we say something, do we do something? Everyone's like, half the class is turning away, the other class is, half is on their phone, the third half, because that's definitely math right there, they're just panicking, they're freaking out, everyone's just like, no shot. No shot. And let me just say that the next 15 minutes were the most awkward and uncomfortable moments of that class's life. Some people say that through like pain and suffering, a group of a group of individuals can bond, almost like certain rituals that people go through if they're to join a fraternity, right? Well, I 100% disagree. And uh, let me just say that this is a case study. No one here bonded. No one here bonded over this shared experience of pure trauma, right? It was this bad. So I'm going to be a good guy and spare you the details, but eventually, right, the 15 minutes or so ended and the class noticed that, you know, he quit out of the private tab and then he went back to, like, flipping, like, turning everything back. He did the three-finger swipe and went back to the movie and it had been playing the whole time and assuming, like, supposedly he thought that, like, it was playing on the screen and the only screen that was airplayed or screen shared or whatever was that screen. It's a little murky on the details I got in the DMs about how that whole thing happened. But let me just say it happened. I don't know how exactly. But anyways, right, it was pretty clear that the professor was coming back to the class. Or not the professor, the, uh, the, the substitute, right? So Nate kind of, like, got up and he's like, guys, okay, this was a horrible experience we all had but let's just all come together and promise each other that no one says a word. We can get away from it. Like, this is awkward enough already, but if we don't say anything when the guy comes back in and don't not even mention it, don't even, like, imply it, we can have a totally normal 30 minutes that are left in the class. We'll have a totally, like, let's just, like, say nothing and we'll all be okay. Whole class was in total agreement. They're like, yeah, let's actually never speak about this again ever. And so, yeah, the substitute teacher came back in and he was like, sorry for taking so long. Like, haha, had like Chipotle. Uh, ha, ha. Everyone was like, <laughs> and let me just say that, yeah, it was an incredibly awkward 30 minutes, even though no one said anything directly. Everyone in that classroom kind of like knew that, you know, they all had a shared experience. And it's like everyone knew something and they all knew that like the, the, the substitute teacher didn't know that they know because he was coming in so confident, so normal, so whatever, right? Which is really ballsy in my opinion to even like, if you're screen sharing, even if you're confident, right? That it's not gonna appear. Bro, like even when I'm on a Zoom class, I, if I need to like go on my phone, like I, I make sure it's out of camera, even when my camera's turned off. Like I just don't trust that stuff, dude. Anyways, right, so the class eventually ended, 
And the substitute teacher said, oh, thanks, guys, for being so good. Like, I'm pretty sure the professor will be back tomorrow. And if not, it'll probably be me again. And everyone kind of just quickly looked at each other. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, the next day rolls around. And the normal professor is back in class. And Nate just has a sigh of relief. And he really hasn't really talked about this with anyone before he DM'd me about it. Apparently, it's happened one or two years ago or a couple years ago or something. But, uh, yeah, moral of the story is don't be that guy. Subscribe if you haven't already and uh, go watch another video. There's some on screen. There's some on the sidebar. Watch it or, I don't know, I'll be very, very Today sad. Today we got a story time of a psychopathic math teacher that basically tortures these kids, but the table completely flips when the kids catch this math teacher doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Anyways, yeah, sit back, relax, leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing, and let's get right into it. If you want to send in a story, Instagram, Discord, both in the description, and we're going to call the person who sent in this story, we're going to call him Mark. I got the name from the comments, by the way, so leave your names in the comments. But anyways, right, so Mark, he was in seventh grade, and this was a math class. Anyways, right, so, you know, on the first day of class, he comes in, and on the first day of class, you can normally get a pretty good sense of, like, how difficult the class is going to be, if, like, the teacher is, like, a good teacher, if they're strict or whatever. And so on the first day, right, Mark got into class, and, like, the teacher was sitting there at the front of the desk, and, like, people were kind of filing in, and they were sitting down, and they were kind of, like, talking to each other. And then at, like, 2 o'clock on the dot, because that's when the class started, the teacher's like, all right, class, I just want to let you know that this will not be an easy A. If anything, you know, most of you might not even make it past a B. I'm going to say the average of this class will be a C and potentially a D. And everyone was just like, bro, hold on, like, chill out. We've been here for 30 seconds and you're already telling us that we're basically going to fail and there's nothing we can do about it. Okay, she didn't say that exactly, but, like, the teacher was just like, nah, bro, like, I just want to let you know that basically none of you guys are getting A's and you're all going to have to work very hard to barely get a C. And everyone was just like, all right, bro, this is seventh grade, chill out. But anyways, right, uh, the class did not get much better after that point. Uh, so a couple weeks in, they had their first test or whatever. And in class, the teacher was really just not good at explaining anything. And by not good at explaining, I don't mean the teacher wasn't like, couldn't comprehend it, you know, herself. Because like the teacher understood what was going on, right? She went to school, she's taking this math, and this math isn't hard relative to like what she's done. Because like, bro, this this is seventh grade, she went to college. But she was like almost, I mean, I can't say intentionally because that means I know intent that I don't know, but it almost felt like she was intentionally wording things more difficult than they needed to be. You know how like sometimes people can kind of like spice up their language, but not in like, you know, a productive way. They honestly just try and like, they try and make like, they use bigger words or if in math they say things almost to gatekeep you or just make it harder to understand when it doesn't need to be harder at all. Like, yeah, being more precise with your language is good, but just adding fancy words to sound smart doesn't actually make you smart at all, bro. I'll be honest. But anyways, right, the first test comes around and everyone's kind of feeling like, all right, bro, like, we don't really know what's going on. We tried studying in the book, but like, let's just hope this teacher isn't like ridiculous with the test questions or whatever. So they come in and they sit down and, you know, Mark is kind of like waiting there a little bit worried, kind of just a little bit nervous. Because if you don't like on the first test, you'll get a pretty good sense of like, how hard the teacher is slash like how difficult their questions are and yeah so the teacher starts walking around handing out the tests 
Mark looks at the test, kind of goes through all the questions. I don't know about you, but I definitely like will sometimes just read through all the questions first before starting just really quickly to get a sense. And Mark was looking at this stuff and it, it wasn't anything he recognized from the homework because like Mark was trying to do well in this class and like it was just sucks like the teacher wasn't good and also was going to be strict. But Mark did all the homework questions, bro. He grinded. He went for it. But when he was on the test and he was looking through all the questions, dude, none of them were like anything related to the homework. I'm sure it was like somewhat related because a lot of math is related, but it honestly looked like, you know, the teacher just like grabbed a, like a math like assessment from like a different class at this point. Yeah, it had the same like they were doing the same kind of like operations, I guess, but it was asking stuff that they had never been asked before. And sometimes like, you know, teachers can be like, the tests are going to be challenging. They're going to ask you to like, think beyond your normal comprehension and i can understand that to an extent but at a certain point if the kids don't know how to do something the kids don't know how to do something a lot of times when teachers make tests if they have like 45 minutes to give the test they'll make the test length like i don't know 30 minutes and or that's like the expected length so then kids have more time to like if they need to like work more or they want to check over their answers but this test was incredibly long in fact honestly mark said even if he knew how to do all the problems he wasn't even sure if he'd be able to finish it like if he knew the problems you know and he wasn't even in a situation where he knew the problems so by the time the class ended the teacher's like all right guys we're out of time i'm gonna come around and collect the work mark was starting to panic a little bit because he only had like stuff scribbled down for half the questions which basically meant an instant fail at that point and then he also wasn't confident at any of his answers so Mark looks around the room before, like, the teacher collects most of the work, and he sees kind of, like, a similar picture from everyone. Everyone is kind of at a point where they just, like, they have stuff written down, but, like, honestly, like, there's only, like, half the questions are filled out. So Mark is like, oh, bro, I'm gonna get a curve. Like, we're good. We're chilling. It was kind of early, but things start to get interesting pretty fast, so comment curve if you made it this far. So C-U-R-V-E. I'm gonna filter the comments by curve and hard as many as I can. I'm pretty busy, but I'll do my best. Anyway, right so mark was looking around and he was like okay like we're definitely getting a curve on this assignment bro which if you guys don't know because i don't know if you've ever had one basically when everyone does bad on a test the teacher will kind of like adjust all the scores like they'll move all the scores up or sometimes they'll move them down but normally they'll move all the scores up proportionally or maybe not proportionally by like plus a certain amount, but it all fits on a certain curve so that like the average will be higher. Cause like if everyone fails, right, the average is gonna be like a fail and the teacher's not trying to have a fail be the average. So like, they'll be like, okay, we're gonna make the average a B and now adjust everyone's grade accordingly. So Mike was like, or Mark, sorry, not Mike. Mark was like, all right, bro, like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. Like this'll be fine. So the next day comes around and, you know, Marco's in, a, you know, his class, and the teacher's like, all right, guys, the average was a 52. And Mark's, like, sitting there, like, all right, so I failed, but so did everyone else, but that's okay, right? Like, I should get a curve. And the teacher says, I'm satisfied with these results. There will be no curve. And Mark's, like, jaw dropped to the floor, and everyone else was like, bro, you cannot be serious. So after that class ends, you know, Mark, like, checks his phone, and he notices that he's been added to a group chat. And he checks it, and he opens up the group chat, and he sees that 
all the other people in that group chat, some of the numbers like he didn't have saved, but some of the numbers he did have saved, and they were friends of his that also happened to be in that class. And he realized pretty quickly that this was a group chat of everyone who was in that class. And one person said, hey, I made this just because I feel like the treatment we're going through is pretty unfair. And everyone else is like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Like, I don't think this is okay. And someone was like, I don't know. Should we, like, report this to someone? What should we do about this? And the person's like, yeah, I made this group chat just so we could kind of organize and figure out what we're going to do. And so, right, at this point, they had no idea what they were going to do, but they were considering, I don't know, reporting it to the dean, confronting the teacher or whatever. But also, you know, they just weren't totally sure what to do. However, the following events would define what they would do in a very interesting way, a very interesting way. So anyways, right, uh, Mark and one of his friends, we're just going to call this guy Ben, because, bro, if I don't have an idea for a name, I'm just going to say Ben, because it's a pretty good placeholder. Anyways, right, so um, Mark and Ben, you know, they walk in, and, you know, they're they're basically trying to, like, they, they, they talk to each other beforehand, and they're like, all right, you know, we got to do well in this class. Do you want to just, like, show up to class 20 minutes early and just, like, review the homework so we can, like, get questions? And, you know, Mark didn't totally want to do this because that was kind of infringing on his free time. But he also was like, I need to do well in this class. Like, sure, whatever. That makes sense. So anyways, right, on the first day that Mark and Ben were planning on doing that, they got to class. They, you know, they felt the door handle and it was unlocked. So obviously they were like, oh, it's unlocked. Like, we can go in here. They open up the door. And what do they see, bro? Okay, I gotta figure out how to say this without being thunderbolted. Um, what do they see? Well, they see their teacher. And they also see the principal. I don't know why I said that so ominously, but yeah, so basically the teacher and the principal were in that room, and let me just give you guys a hint. They were not going over, like, schoolwork. They were not going over staff work or something. Uh, I don't know how else to say this, but yeah, let me just say that they were having a very intimate relationship at that current moment, and, uh, yeah, Mark and his friend Ben, they walked in on that. And let me just say that this was not disclosed to HR, uh, probably because the principal was already married, so it was pretty clearly not disclosed to HR. And if you don't know, that's a pretty big no-no, especially, like, the principal has a power imbalance, so, like, the principal can't be doing that anyways, but if you're gonna have a relationship within some kind of corporate entity or a school or something, you gotta report it to HR, or there can be, like, a lot of issues. Obviously, right, uh, I mean, Mark and Ben just caught these two in a pretty big scandal, and pretty soon, like, the, you know, the, the principal and the teacher realized that two students have just walked in on the class and know very well what was this going on so the principal's like oh shit like oh man i can't i, I can't have this get out man like i i have worked so hard for this position like I, I can't let this happen and the teacher's like oh my god this is like this is really bad and right so mark he's not the type of kid to like blackmail anyone that's just not his style but here's the thing ben he was sick and tired of this class. He just wanted a good grade. He wanted, like, there was a certain, like, high school that you had to apply to that, like, Ben really wanted to get into. And, like, this grade was really going to help him get in or not get in. So Ben was like, all right, guys, here's the deal. I'm not going to say anything. And they're like, okay. And he's like, on one condition. And this seems pretty fair. Uh, and he turns to the teacher. And he's like, teacher? And he says, like, the actual name of the teacher, but I don't feel like coming up with one. The average of your last test was a 52%. And the principal looked at her like, what the fuck? Like, bro, what? Do you hate these kids? And, you know, Ben is just like, that can't happen again. It's either the average has to naturally be an 85% or higher, or you have to curve it to an 85% or higher. And the teacher's like, that, that's it? That's your demands? 
And Ben's like, yeah, that's it. That's all I want. And the teacher's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And Ben's like, yeah, and if that doesn't happen, if that does not happen, yeah, this little thing is getting out. Like, with all due respect, like, I'm just trying to do well in this class. I'm just trying to get out of here. You guys have something going on that obviously is a little immoral, but I don't care, personally. I just don't care. What I do care about is having a fair chance at this class. Honestly, Mark was kind of surprised they didn't just say to the teacher, give me, like, a 90 on every test or else I'll tell. Mark didn't need, like... Or no, Ben, sorry. Mark was surprised that Ben, like, didn't say that. But, uh, yeah, and said Ben, he didn't, Ben could have failed that class, bro. He just asked that the average was something reasonable. So Ben was kind of a, 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 yeah, he was using blackmail to get what he wanted, which is, like, a little not great. But at the same time, bro, he kind of helped out all of his classmates. And, uh, yeah, the, the principal's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry that didn't happen before. And the teacher's like, of course, like, if we can just keep this between us, that'd be much appreciated. I will definitely, you know, revisit my grading policies. And Ben was like, all right, good. Then, uh, you know, Mark and I will leave. We'll come back in 15 minutes. We'll tell nobody. And uh, you guys will be back in your normal positions and life will go on. So anyways, right, Ben and Mark leave the classroom. And Ben just turns to Mark like, dude, oh my God. And Mark's like, bro. You're kind of a legend, bro. And Mark's like, yeah, bro. And Ben's like, yeah, dude. I, I kind of know. Like, I, I kind of like, did that. I'm kind of that guy. And uh, Ben's just like, oh, bro, what about the group chat? And Mark said, all right, I got this. So Mark goes into the group chat, and he sends a text saying, hey, like, let's, let's see how the next test goes. Maybe the first test is just to like weed people out, right? If the next test is normal, let's not say anything unless it happens again. And everyone was like, because people were kind of on the fence of saying anything anyways. So people were like, Okay, that's fair. And sure enough, the next test comes around, and the average is an 87, and after that point, the average never drops below an 85. I'm not even kidding you. Subscribe if you haven't already, and now go watch another video. There's some on screen, some the recommended. You'll make me happy, bye. Today we have a story time of a very, very strange math teacher. To put it in the lightest terms possible, bro. Leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing. Subscribe, and let's just jump right into it. So today's subscriber, uh, we're going to call him James, and I got that from the comment section down below. So leave any names you want me to use in the comments right now. But anyways, right, James. This happened when James was in fourth grade, and he had a math teacher. And it was the first day of fourth grade. You know, everyone was kind of excited to meet your new teachers. I know I'm always trying to size up my teachers when I, like, during my first day of classes to figure out, are they going to be chill? Are they going to make my life miserable? Because they literally have that power when you're in school, bro. But anyways, right, it was the first day of math class. And sure enough, right, James was, you know, he got into class, he sat down, and he was kind of waiting to see what his new teacher was going to be like. And let me just say that he was not prepared for what his teacher was going to be like, bro. Just wait and see. So James, you know, sat down, got into a seat, and everyone was kind of like, there's a bit of like a rumbling of like, talking, excited, nervous energy because it's the first day of class or whatever. And as soon as, like, the bell hit two or the, the clock hit two because that's when the class started, right, the teacher, I'm just going to call him Mr. Teacher, bro. I'm not trying to be creative today. Mr. Teacher was like, all right, class, like, welcome to our math class. We will be learning, like, I don't know, advanced arithmetic in basic geometry in this year. I hope, like, I hope that you all will, you know, get something from this as you'll be using it for the rest of your academic careers. So I really do hope that you pay attention. Like, this class will be, like, somewhat difficult, but if you put in the work, I guarantee you will all pass. And, like, 
This was kind of the first time someone was so formal in a math class. Because, like, the year before, James, like, the teacher he had was like, how's it going, guys? Like, welcome. Math can be a lot of fun. Like, I know it hasn't been fun for, like, all you guys, like, always. But I'm going to do my best to make sure you guys have a good time, right? Very different kind of, like, this guy was, like, mad formal, bro. And James was like, all right, so... This teacher's gonna this teacher's gonna be a little strict. Cause the teacher he had the year before, like, he wanted you to do the homework, but if you came in and didn't do it, he was kinda like, oh man, please do it next time. And like if you didn't understand it, the teacher the whole year before was always very chill about it. But anyways, right, this teacher was like Mr. Serious, because uh, fourth grade math is so important and very serious and sophisticated or something like that, right? And sure enough, like Mr. Teacher was like, the seats you're sitting in now, these are your officially your assigned seats. Please do not come in like in the following days and sit into other seats. He's like, all right, we're going to start with our first lesson. At this point, James was like, hey, like, all right, like, we're, we're kind of strict already, bro. Because, like, normally in these classes, they'd be like, oh, let's go around, say your name, say something fun about you. Like, dude, I always hated the fun fact because, like, I don't know what a fun fact about me is. Especially, like, now in college. I'm not telling people I have a YouTube channel. No, nah, this is not happening, bro. So my fun fact is, like, I have a dog. It's so lame. But anyways, right, they just went straight into the lesson. And James was sitting there like, dang, like, Mr. Teacher, this guy is, like, this guy is all business, no fun. It's like, I'm in fourth grade, man. Anyways, right, James, he was kind of, like, kind of spacing out a little bit. Kind of just, you know, looking out into this, like, looking outside. It was a nice day because, like, they started when summer was still going on because that's when, you know, the school year starts. And some other class, like, let his class out, like, decided to have an outdoor class to get to know them. And James was kind of longingly looking outside. And that's when he heard his name. He's like, James? James, that's your name, right? And he looks up and it's Mr. Teacher. And Mr. Teacher was like, all right, James, like, uh, since it looks like you weren't paying attention, how about you help us figure out this question on the board? And James, in his head, was like, if it looks like I wasn't paying attention, how do you expect me to solve this problem, bro? But anyways, he was like, uh, okay. And he looks up on the board, and it's like some complex long division. You know when it's like the long division, you have to do the little sign that isn't a square root but looks like one? I haven't done that since fourth grade, man. And that was, like, the worst. I, that was the worst. I can't even do it now. Like, I, I bet I could if I tried, but, like, bro, that sucked back in the day. Uh, I would rather do, like, my calculus and probability class right now than that. Like, it honestly was so annoying. And anyways, right, you know, Mr. Teacher's like, how about you walk us through this problem as I just did, like, two minutes ago? And James is like, really, bro? Like, on the first day, you're going to call me out for spacing out for just a second? Are you serious, dude? I always hated teachers that, like, when they knew that you weren't paying attention, that they would just, like, embarrass you. And I guess it's a tactic to get you to pay attention. But, man, if I don't pay attention, I'm going to be punished by my bad grades, bro. Like, I'm going to get a punishment either way. You don't have to rub it in. But anyways, right, you know, so James is not able to do it. He's embarrassed in front of the whole class. So James instant already does not like this guy. But all of a sudden, right, this is where things start to get weird. This is where things start to get, as the title implies, a little suspect, if you know what I mean, bro. Mr. M Mr. Serious, Mr. Teacher, right? Like the, the professional math guy, you know, his phone starts ringing and he's like, class, I need to take this. Please give me a second. Like I'm, I apologize for my absence. And Mr. Teacher, he walks outside and closes the door. However, 
Mr. Teacher wasn't aware of how uh, transparent the, uh, the, like the, the door and like the wall. He didn't realize how thin the walls were, a.k.a. people could hear exactly what he was saying on the phone, which is where things just go completely downhill, dude, which is where things just drastically fall off a cliff at like exponential speed. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video and you want some free hearts, you know, on your comments, go ahead and comment teacher down below. I'm going to try and heart as many of those comments as I possibly can just to see how many people actually made it this far into the video. And while you're down there, turn on the notifications next to the, next to the subscribe. Trust me, it'll be worth it. Anyways, right. So, uh, you know, James and the rest of the classmates, they're sitting in class. James has just like gotten embarrassed by this teacher. So he's just like, wow, I don't like this guy already, right? And sure enough, they're all sitting there, and they're all sitting there in silence because they're all kind of afraid of the guy. Like, maybe not a, maybe afraid is the wrong word, but they definitely just don't want to get on this guy's bad side, and it kind of seems like he's really uptight and really strict. And so the room is really silent. And also, the walls are really thin. And that kind of combination of a very quiet atmosphere and very thin walls has led to, you know, basically this guy's phone call being very clear. Like, you can hear it very clearly on the other side. Like, everyone in the room, it was as if they were standing right next to Mr. Teacher when he was taking this call. This is where things get juicy. They hear Mr. Teacher, you know, start to talk to this woman on the phone. And he says, hey, Amanda, like, how's it going? Oh, oh, you're around tonight. Yeah, no, no, my, uh, my wife won't be here. At this point, like, look, these are fourth graders, but some of them are like, you know, they, they know a thing or two about how the world works. So some of them are starting to go, hey, yo, wait, wait a minute. Pause, bro. Pause. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, my wife's not home. So this girl can have a whoa, 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 whoa. At this point, right, everyone's really, everyone's like head is turned to the door. They're all looking around. They're listening in. And sure enough, Mr. Teacher is like, yeah, no, no, my, uh, my wife's out for the weekend. So, you know, if you wanted to come over tonight, it was a Friday night. The first day of school was on a Friday. I think they did that to give them kind of like a break after the first day. That's at least how my school used to do it back in the day. I don't know if it's very popular, but kind of to give them a break after the first day. But Mr. Teacher's like, yeah, my wife's gone for the weekend, Amanda. Like, if you want to stop by, like I'm just saying, I cook a really nice steak. You know, high season that, if you know what I mean. At this point, the whole class, their, their, their jaws have just dropped. This is their introduction to this teacher. They come in. He's really just like a massive tight ass, like he's grilling people, all this kind of stuff. He goes outside and is basically admitting to the class he's cheating on his wife right now, bro. Like, yeah, he doesn't know that the walls are super thin, but dude. So anyways, right, they hear Mr. Teacher kind of like say, all right, I'll see you then. Turn off the phone and then walk back into class. And he has no idea, right? He has no idea that the, uh, the, 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 that the walls are so thin. He has no idea that, like, everyone heard everything that was just said. Right, but sure enough, everyone in... is Like, in the beginning, some of the kids didn't really know what was going on. And there might have still been a few that were confused. But it was just so blatant at that point that, like, when he walked back in, everyone was just staring at him intensely, like, just completely, like, in shock of what they heard. And Mr. Teacher even kind of picks up on it a little bit. And he's like, you guys see a ghost or something? Haha. <laughs> he doesn't even think for a second that they heard his call. Because he was certain that, like, he went behind the door that no one was listening or anything like that. So then he goes on to teach. 
And it's as if nothing happened, right? But sure enough, you know, a bunch of fourth grade kids hear a crazy story in class. What do you guys think that they did as soon as they got home, like as soon as their parents picked them up after school? The mom's going to be like, oh, honey, how was your first day at class? Your teacher said, what? So, you know, that, that it spread basically, right, spread like wildfire. As soon as that class day was over, right, every, like, mom in, like, the neighborhood was, like, made aware. And as soon as that happened, like, it was everywhere. And within, like, a day, like, the teachers, like, I don't know about the teachers' union, but, like, all the staff and all the faculty knew about what just happened. So the next day they go in, or not the next day, because it's like weekend. So a lot of stuff brews over the weekend, right? And when, you know, James goes in the class on Monday, there's a different teacher in his math class. And, you know, she's actually pretty cool. She's a lot chiller than Mr. Teacher. She like, you know, the way she's teaching the material is a lot friendlier. She doesn't take it as seriously, but she does like want the kids to learn as the material is important for their future. She was just overall a teacher they all kind of enjoyed a bit more. Anyways, right, so when James, you know, goes back into his car, you know, but when the day's over, he asks his mom, he's like, hey, mom, like, do you know what happened? Because like he told his mom all about what happened, like with Mr. Teacher. And the next day he's like, oh, you know, like, mom, like, why is Mr. Teacher like not in class? Like we have a new teacher. And the mom kind of like, thinks for a second before she responds and she's like oh james honey like mr teacher is on sabbatical and that's basically sabbatical is when like a teacher is like allowed to take a like a year off or a trip or something like that it's like paid by the school and they're allowed to do it i think it's paid by the school i don't know but they're allowed to take time off essentially and she's like oh yeah he's just taking a little little retreat retreat i i heard him and his wife are uh they're going they're you know they're solving their differences <laughs> Bro, keyword for man is getting like she is she is pissed right now. Like everyone knows their business, and like he's in the doghouse for at least a year. Is what I'm is what the you know the decoding of that is. So yeah, sure enough, right? James has this kind of this cool math teacher for the rest of the year, and uh, Mister Teacher actually never returns to the school because this happened many years ago, and uh, James has no idea what happened to Mister Teacher. Anyways, subscribe if you haven't already, drop a like in the video, and then click on one of the four videos on screen right now, or just simply watch another one of my videos to support the channel. Thank you. Bye. Today we got a story time of a teacher that did something seriously, like, unbelievable. Like, I had to, I had to pause a few times while reading to just collect myself. But anyways, leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, and let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber Brian, and Brian is in 11th grade. So anyways, right, one day, Brian was just chilling with one of his friends, and his friends was like, bro, get on Tinder, bro. If you don't know, Tinder's like a dating profile. Dude, I've been on Tinder. Uh, it has not gone well. I, I'm not going to tell you how bad it's gone, but bro... I'm just not winning out here. God damn. But anyways, right. So, uh, you know, Brian's like, all right, bro, like, sure, I'll download Tinder. It can be kind of fun, whatever. So Brian downloads Tinder. He sets up his profile. And he starts swiping. And then he sees this girl. And he's like, all right, she's looking pretty good, man. Hey, what can I say? She's, she's looking pretty good, dude. But anyways, right. So, he, you know, he swipes right on her. And within like five minutes, he gets a notification that, you know, he got a match. And who did he match with? Yeah, he matched with this girl. And his friend was like, hey, let's go. So anyways, right, you know, Brian decides to hit up this girl as one does. And the girl starts talking with him. And Brian and this girl for the next two weeks are just talking every single day. They're talking like all the time. By the way, you might be thinking, Connor, did you title this story correctly? 
like this says like a teacher did something disgusting or something criminal just wait just wait this story is so foul bro i swear to god but anyways right uh so he's talking to this girl and you know this girl and him are talking every single day and they're not just like hey how's it going bro or anything like it's not just like basic oh i heard the weather in uh, i don't know uh France today is pretty nice. It's like legitimate conversations, dude. So anyways, right, you know, they're having conversation. They're talking with each other. And honestly, Liam or Brian, I must call him Liam. That was the name for another story. But Brian is like, I, I'm actually, I actually feel like I'm connecting with this girl. Like I'm going to ask her out. And the friend is like, damn, dude, like I expect, I didn't expect like this to come from this. Congratulations, man. So anyways, uh, Brian is like, hey, like we've been talking for a while. You know, I think it'd be cool if we went on a date. And, uh, you know, the girl was like, yes, like, I'd love to do that. I really would. Um, you know, where do you want to go? And they decided to meet at their local burger joint shop, whatever. Just think of some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of like shake burger place with like a lot of seats or whatever. So nothing too fancy. They just wanted to meet and talk and just chill or whatever. So anyways, right, the day that they decided to do that eventually comes and Brian, you know, he drives over and beforehand his friend's like, hey, man, congrats bro like i thought we we were just gonna go on tinder for the laughs but we're but you went on tinder and you actually found someone like respect for that congratulations whatever and you know the friend's like yeah i'm pretty hyped about it so the friend gets in his car drives over like 15 minutes early because he wanted to be in there first he wanted to make sure he got a seat because it was like a burger place so he, no reservations he wanted to make sure it wasn't too busy or whatever he goes there you know there's plenty of seats or whatever he says hey can i have a table for two Waiter says, yeah, of course. You know, he sits down and he's like 10 minutes to kill and he's just kind of waiting there and he's pretty nervous, man. Like he's definitely feeling those butterflies. Anyways, right, so Brian is waiting there and he actually gets a text because they're no longer texting on Tinder. They, you know, they brought it to iMessage and he gets a text saying, hey, I'm five minutes away. So at this point, right, Brian is really starting to be like, oh my God, I'm actually going to like see her in person. Like he has seen photos of her, but like the photos of her weren't super good. Like, they were kind of low quality, but she looked like, you know, she was good looking. Like, it was very clear at that point. But, you know, he, Brian wanted to FaceTime one of these times before, but for some reason, she was like, oh, I'm too tired. Um, to, like, I don't know. Like, she was, like, weirdly ducking it. But the thing is, right, Brian didn't really see any other red flags, so he didn't really think much of it. <laughs> oh, man, bro. He's gonna, he's gonna regret not thinking much of that. I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not gonna try and spoil anything, but, uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, we're just going to go into it, man. We're just going to go into it. So anyways, right. Brian is sitting there, right? Brian is just sitting there waiting for his Tinder date to show up. And, uh, he sees, you know, the teach a, a teacher come in from his school. Like he, this isn't a teacher that he personally has, but he was like, oh, that's Miss Davenport. That's like the name I always use for teachers. So it's, it's almost like the Ben of the channel, but it's less of a meme. Uh, yeah. So he's like, oh, there's Miss Davenport. Like she teaches... I don't know, geometry for, you know, the other 11th graders. I'm in algebra too, so, like, I don't have her. He's like, oh, what is she doing at a burger joint? Like, I guess she's just coming to, like, get something. And he's looking at Miss Davenport, and she seems to be looking around. So he's like, oh, Miss Davenport probably, like, I don't know, has a date or something. Like, oh, I guess me too, haha. <laughs> Bo boy, did that line not age well. God damn, that, that, did that line not age well. My God. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, yeah, so, you know, Brian is sitting there waiting for his date and he realizes that it is time. It is the time she's coming. And he sees Miss Davenport walking over and Brian's like, 
bro, my date is coming. Like, I, I, I don't know if I want to talk to you. Like, sure, you're at my school. And it's like, she's probably like, Brian is thinking, oh, Ms. Davenport's coming over to say, oh, you go to my school. So funny seeing each other here. And Brian is like, any other time, I'd be happy to do this. But I'm looking out for my date and I'm kind of stressed. But Ms. Davenport keeps walking over. So Brian's like, all right, fine. I'm going to have a quick conversation. And then I'm going to look for my date because she is probably you know, either getting out of her car right now. She might even even be in the dining facility right now. That line also did not age well. <laughs> so anyways, right, Brian is, like, watching as Miss Davenport comes over to his table. But the thing is, right, instead of, like, standing uh, at the table, next to the table, above him, whatever, right, maybe even a little farther away, Miss Davenport sits down, and he's kind of like, hey, yo, like, I I'm expecting someone. Like, you can't just be sitting down at this table. And Miss Davenport just looks at him. And Brian is like, I like, okay, hello, are, are you going to speak, bro? Are you going to speak? Like, uh, okay. And Ms. Davenport says, Brian. In this kind of voice that, like, Brian was starting to get, like, a little weirded out. He's like, dude, what? And Ms. Davenport's like, Brian, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I am Sarah. By the way, uh, we're just going to call the Tinder date Sarah. And at this point, Brian is in pure shock. He's in pure shock at this point because, you know, Miss Davenport would not know who this Sarah person is unless she was, like, catfishing as Sarah on Tinder. And Brian started to realize that the person he had been talking to for the last two weeks was not Sarah, some, like, high school girl. It was Miss Davenport, the geometry teacher at his school, dude. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, uh, the secret word of the day is uh, teacher, so comment teacher down below. I'll heart as many as I can. If I don't heart yours, don't take it personally, as always. Also, while you're down there, make sure notifications are turned on. Anyways, let's get back to the story. So at this point, Brian is just sitting there in disbelief. He has not said a word yet. And Miss Davenport goes on to say, I know I'm not what I looked like in my photos. I was too worried to put my actual face on there. And in Brian's mind, he's like, yeah, no, yeah, no S Sherlock. Like, yeah, bro, I understand why, like, you don't want to put your actual face on there. You're the teacher, dude. But anyway, she goes on to say, and honestly, like, I guess I was just bored and was really wrong. But, you know, after we matched and we started talking, I just felt this kind of spark. I haven't felt this, like, with anyone before. And Brian is like, what the fuck? What? What? Dude. Right, so understandably, Brian, like, the first thing he says, he's like, this is so weird. And Miss Davenport's like, I know, I know, I'm so sorry. I, I, it's just like, I, I've never talked to someone like that and had that kind of, like, feeling before. Like, I just had to come. And Brian's like, uh, I, I just can't do this, right? So Brian gets up and he just leaves, which, like, honestly was probably, like, the best response. Like, if I was in that position, I probably would have done the same because, dude, that is just way too weird. Yeah, Miss Davenport isn't like, you know, 60 or something. But dude, she's like 30-something. And it doesn't even matter if she's 21. She's a teacher at that school. If you're a teacher, you can't be doing that with any of the students, bro. Any of them, dude. Like, that's crazy. So anyways, right, uh, Brian gets in his car and immediately calls up his friend. And he's like, dude, you will not believe what just happened. And Brian basically goes on to explain what I just explained in the story that you just heard. By the end of it, his friend was like, oh my god, oh my god, dude, that's so messed up. And his friend is like, you gotta report that to the school. And, uh, you know, Brian was sitting there for a second, he's like, 
yeah man you're actually right like i mean if i mean i like personally am okay like this is messed up but i i'm gonna be okay right but like what's stopping her from doing something like this with another student right like that would be like i i just can't sit by and let that happen so yeah sure enough right um uh it was it was like a sunday that's why they you know were able to go out in the middle of the day by monday morning um brian got to school bright and early went to the principal's office told them everything showed them the proof and yeah, by the end of the day, uh, Ms. Davenport received a message basically saying to come to the, you know, the staff or whatever. And the staff promptly fired her and reported the whole thing to like the police department. Brian has no idea what the police department did with it, but Brian does know that Ms. Davenport uh, took the L and got fired. Subscribe if you haven't already, then click on one of the four videos on screen right now or click on one of my other videos in the recommended Today five. we got a story of a teacher that did something in class that they really should not have done, man. They really should not have done. Leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, and let's call today's subscriber, let's call him Drew. So anyways, right, this all happened one day when Drew went to his history class. So yeah, this is a normal day, or at least Drew thought this was going to be a normal day in his history class, and he was waiting there, and Drew got there like two minutes before the bell rang, and normally his teacher, Mr. Davenport, this is a random name by the way, uh, you know, normally Mr. Davenport got there as the bell rang, he wasn't really known for being the teacher that's always there like 20 minutes early, like watching all the students come in, checking attendance really closely. Mr. Davenport is kind of known as a kind of a more of a laid-back teacher, but in today, like, you know, Drew was sitting there and he was waiting for the class to start as, you know, the bell rang and he was watching the clock and he watched it, you know, tick by one minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, all the way to five minutes until Mr. Davenport eventually kind of stumbled on in. And Drew was pretty, like, you know, surprised because Mr. Davenport, while always being on time and never early, was never late. And five minutes, like, a minute late, sure, whatever, but five minutes late to, like, a 45-minute class, if you're the teacher, is kind of a big deal. So the strangeness only continued for Drew as, you know, he remembered the day before Mr. Davenport was saying how they had a whole lesson planned since they're doing history that they were going to cover chapter 7 in their history textbooks and have a discussion afterwards. However, when Mr. Davenport kind of came into the classroom, he kind of was looking around. He's like, hey, guys, we're going to be watching a movie today. And right away, Drew was like, all right, this, this guy sounds a little weird. Like, I don't know why, Mr. Davenport, his voice is sounding a little strange. And also, why does he want us to watch a movie today? I mean, hey, man, I'm not complaining. A movie's a movie. And if, like, I can watch a movie in class, I'm not complaining. I'm not going to say anything. But he did say pretty specifically yesterday that, you know, we were going to read through Chapter 7 and then have a class discussion about it. But all right, you know, I I'm fine with this change. Anyways, right, so Drew kind of sits back, relaxes, and watches as the movie goes on. Everyone in the class is pretty excited that they get to watch a movie, as Mr. Davenport really has never had them watch a movie before. However, Drew was a little, like, he was still a little weirded out because the movie really didn't feel like it had to do anything with the history class, and especially the history they were learning. It kind of just seemed like a random movie he picked off the shelf. But, you know, hey man, he wasn't complaining, and he wasn't about to complain about this. But all of a sudden, right, they're watching the movie, and Mr. Davenport gets up randomly and just out of the blue just stops the movie. And then he looks at the class, he's like, class, it's time for our discussion. And then Mr. Davenport kind of goes on this long, rambling rant that doesn't really end up going anywhere, and he's talking about, like, the moon, and he's talking about the stars and how, like, if you really focus, if you really, like, 
are in tune with your body that like they will speak to you and the entire class is like very entertained by this conversation but is also like what is going on because they always knew that like mr davenport was kind of a chill guy he let a lot of things slip but he had never done anything like this first of all they watched a movie like you know randomly and the movie had nothing to do with their history class and then mr davenport after being five minutes late and starting a random movie decided to decided to stop the random movie to have a conversation about how if you're really in tune with your body, you'll be able to talk to the moon and the stars. Like, they were having a blast, but they also realized that something was definitely up. So anyways, right, the class eventually ends, and Mr. Davenport is like, and remember, be kind to everyone. Peace, love, and happiness. And everyone is like, all right, thanks, Mr. Davenport. This was a really fun class. Maybe we can do this more often. And he kind of looks at him, them and he's like, I don't think we should do this more often, but this was a great class, guys. So anyways, Drew was kind of weirded out. Uh, he had no idea like what was going on, but he was like, this was actually a really funny day. How about when I get in the car, let me tell my mom. So, you know, eventually, you know, his mom picks him up from school. She's like, how was school? And instead of the normal, because I know when my mom used to ask me, I'd be like, good. It wasn't even me not trying to have a conversation. I just was not good at, you know, saying, oh, my classes were good. I mean, it was good, right? You know, I, I don't know. I had a good day. I did the things I normally did. I wasn't trying to be rude, but I never really knew what to say, like to respond to that besides good. But in this case, right, Drew didn't respond good. Drew told his mom all about the class in Mr. Davenport and what crazy events were going on. And Drew kind of expected, you know, his mom to like be laughing along and being like, oh my God, your teacher is so awesome and hilarious and funny. Like, we should all hang out and, I don't know, get ice cream sometime or something. But instead, Drew was watching as, like, in the in the rearview mirror, he was watching, like, his mom's, like, expression get more and more worried and more and more concerned as Drew went on and said more and more of, like, what happened. And anyways, right, by the end of, like, you know, Drew telling his mom the story, Drew was pretty, like, aware that his mom was not as amused as he thought that she would be. And his mom is like, all right, Drew, like, anything else you want to tell me about what happened? Like, did Mr. Davenport say or do anything else weird? And Drew was like, no, it was, it was just a fun class, Mom. Like, it, like, you don't need to worry about it. And she's like, oh, don't worry about me, Drew. I, I'm not worried about anything. And she kind of said that in kind of, like, trailing off in a mysterious way, kind of meaning, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to say something or do something, but you don't need to worry about that, Drew. You don't need to worry any about that. But anyways, the next day, Drew goes into class. He goes to school, gets to his history class, and uh, yeah, they have a substitute teacher that day. Drew doesn't really think anything of it, and the day is pretty normal. And when, you know, he comes to class the next day, he was kind of expecting to see Mr. Davenport. But once again, right, there is a different substitute teacher. So he's like, oh, Mr. Davenport was probably sick or something. And it's after about three days more of substitute teachers. Eventually, you know, Drew goes into his class expecting to finally see Mr. Davenport back teaching his class. But instead, there is a new teacher. And the new teacher introduces herself as, I don't know, uh, Miss... Sarah? I don't know, dude. I don't know any good last names. And she's like, I will be your new history teacher for the rest of the year. At this point, Drew was like, what? By the way, if you comment history down below right now, I will try and heart as many comments that comment history. I'm just trying to say thank you and by giving some hearts. Anyways, right, so Drew is really confused at this point. So he sits through the rest of this class and eventually he gets in the car with his mom and he's like, hey mom, like, 
do you know what ha- like you know like I went to my history class today and you know I've been having a lot of substitutes but then this new teacher came in and she said that you know she was going to be like my new teacher that like you know Mr. Davenport isn't teaching anymore he's like do you think it-? and Drew like looks at his mom he's like do you think it was a coincidence that like the last day of teaching like uh, that Mr. Davenport ever taught us right that he was acting really weird and his mom looks at Drew and you know Drew's on the younger side, and, uh, you know, I mean, I think some of you guys don't know what's going on or have no idea what's going on, but I think uh, a decent number of you guys have a sense of, like, you know, why Mr. Davenport was acting the way he was, right? Um, And Drew was in the point where he didn't really understand it at the time. This story happened a couple years ago. So Drew's mom kind of looked back, and she's like, you know what? I think it's like, you know, Mr. Davenport is just, he's just pursuing different options. I don't think teaching was right for him, and he's trying something new. So was this exactly the answer that Drew felt satisfying or felt like, you know, I don't know, this is the answer that answers all my questions? No, Drew definitely felt like there was a lot more that, like, he didn't understand. And obviously later on, like later in his life, uh, a couple years later, he started to get a bit more context and finally figured out uh, why Mr. Davenport was acting all weird and why he didn't return to the classroom environment and why he was acting so fun that day. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's just say that Mr. Davenport did not end up teaching at that school uh, uh, ever again, basically. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today, we got a story time of a substitute teacher that gets caught in class, and my god, is it awkward. Leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, and let's call the subscriber in today's story. Let's call him Gavin. So anyways, right, Gavin was just chilling in his class. He got there like two minutes early, as he always does, and while he was waiting there, he realized that, you know, the teacher just wasn't showing up today. And sure enough, right, you know, within about a minute after the class, like, starts, you know, Gavin's kind of sitting there, and people are kind of looking around, waiting for the teacher, and then this guy comes in. This guy comes in in this suit. He looks really like, I don't know, he's kind of dressed up, especially more dressed up than any of the other teachers at Gavin's school ever were. And, you know, he comes in, he says, hello, class, my name is, uh, let's just say, Mr. Davenport. I literally use that name for every teacher. He's like, my name is Mr. Davenport, and I will be your substitute teacher today. Do not try and mess with me simply because I am a substitute. You must understand that I have the same authority as your teacher. Like, he was acting super high and mighty for some reason, bro. Like, he was just trying, uh, maybe he had a really bad experience before where the kids just picked on him the whole time. Or maybe he watched some kind of, like, I don't know, some crap kids movie where the kids always like pick on the substitute teacher and it's always like a joke or something i don't know about you but i never picked up my substitute teacher it was always pretty chill when they were here but anyways right he was really trying to lay down the law so anyways right you know he goes on to say and uh you know and we have a lesson plan and this is and on the lesson plan we will be doing this assignment so everyone take out their books and this one kid's like oh sorry i didn't bring my book today and the guy's like, or the, the substitute teacher's like, you didn't bring your book? This is class. Do you have no respect? Like, what I'm trying to say is, like, this guy was going above and beyond, bro. He was going crazy. And the subscriber, Gavin, was kind of just sitting there like, dude, this guy's not chill at all. And eventually, right, you know, the substitute teacher, after they go over a certain thing in the textbook, he's like, all right, I've been told that I have a video to show to you guys. So what does the substitute teacher do? He goes out, he whips out his laptop, he connects it via AirPlay to the screen. And let me just say that, bro, AirPlay scares me, and it should scare you after this story. Because he atta- look, he connects his, his laptop to the screen, so now everyone can see what's on his laptop. And let me just say that, you know, the substitute, t- the substitute teacher, bro, 
he was not looking when he clicked on the tab and he must have not cleared his tabs from the night before because he clicked on the wrong tab bro oh boy i don't know how to explain this without being thunderbolted by youtube dude so you guys know what anime is, of course you do, you watch a little, I don't know, your good old Attack on Titan, your Death Note, you know, you, you watch your good old anime, right? So there's a certain, <laughs> boy, how do I explain this, bro? Uh, there's a certain type of anime that is uh, kind of tailored for adults, and uh, adult anime, that's as far as I'm saying, uh, if you get it, you get it, if you don't, just assume it's something bad and embarrassing, or it's not bad, necessarily, you just wouldn't want to, like, show it to, you wouldn't want people, I don't know, you wouldn't want to air play, play yourself looking at it, that's what I'm trying to say, but anyways, so that is, so, like, the substitute teacher accidentally clicks a link, which shows, like, an entire website full of that type of anime, and every kid in class, remember, this is like a 7th grade class, every kid's like, Yo, what's on screen right now? Just like every single kid is going crazy, dude. And at this point, Gavin, he's not trying to be, he's not trying to be a butt, right? He's not trying to be that kid who's like, ah, right, you know? But at the same time, bro, like, I don't know, this substitute teacher is being a real, uh, a real pain a real kind of like, I don't know, a real tight guy, like a real tight butt. I don't know, dude. He was really just like, so uh, uh, it was just really a break in character for him and also super embarrassing. And bro, Gavin looks at the substitute teacher and the substitute teacher's face goes pale and he's frantically pressing buttons on the airplay. And the thing is, dude, he disconnects his computer, but for some reason, the airplay screen is now frozen on the website and everyone in the class is like, yeah, bro, what's going on? Look at what the substitute teacher's looking at on the board and at this point gavin no he didn't like the sub he really didn't because the sub came in with such an attitude and was not making the class fun but he had to feel bad for the guy bro this, gavin had to feel bad for the guy eventually right the teacher just pulls the plug to the screen recording software whatever right or the the i don't know the tv he just like unplugs the tv and eventually it just stopped showing on screen but at this point dude the damage had been done it is, oh man, the damage had been done. That is an understatement. Every kid in the class was still like, ah, look at that. Look on the screen, bro. Look on the screen. Like, oh my God, our substitute teacher was watching anime something. You know, and like at this point, the substitute teacher completely breaks character, goes in front of the entire class. Is like, guys, please, like, what, what do you want me to do? I'll literally do anything. As long as you guys don't tell the principal about this, like, I don't know, this is like one of my first gigs. I'm trying to like eventually go into full-time teaching. This is so embarrassing. Please, like, whatever you guys want for us to not tell, for me to not tell. And this one kid who's kind of a jerk, right? But this one kid who's like, all right, well then let's have recess for the rest of class. And at this point, right, the substitute teacher's like, dude, you're in seventh grade. Do you even still have recess? And the kid's like, well, not until you give it to us because then we're gonna have recess. At this point, the substitute teacher is like about to pull out his hair because he's like, dude, I can't give you this. And then, you know, the guy's like, well, I guess we're telling the principal about the little thing that happened on screen today. And the substitute teacher's like, oh, fine. All right, you guys can go outside for the rest of class. It's only 20 minutes anyways. Go, go, have fun. Comment teacher down below if you want to heart on your comment. Uh, I'll be trying to heart as many comments as I can see that say teacher. That's the secret word of the day. So anyways, right, all the kids rush outside. Yeah, 
they're all going out to like have recess or whatever. They're excited. Gavin kind of walks out kind of slowly. Gavin isn't like celebrating this dude. He's not trying to celebrate the downfall of a man. Like this guy literally, this guy literally crumbled right in front of them, dude. Like it was crazy. Like he really went from all high and mighty and like professional and I'm going to be the strict teacher that, you know, gives you the harsh love and education that you really need to. Guys, I'll literally do whatever you want. Don't tell the principal I'd anime weird stuff on my phone on my on the screen, bro. Like that's crazy. That's that's a downfall, man. That that that's one of those like 50-minute YouTube documentaries, the the rise and fall of so and so, but within like 5 minutes. But that's crazy. Anyways, right. Gavin the other kids eventually they go outside and they're literally just having recess. However, at this school, recess stops at 6th grade. So the principal is just in their office and they look outside and they're just like, "What? Those kids are way too old to be having like recess." And he also looks at his like phone. He's like, "Dude, this is like class period for like the upper school." Like, "Dude, what?" So eventually, like, the principal walks outside, and he goes up to one of the kids. He's like, hey, like, what's up? And one of the kids is like, oh, our teacher gave us recess. And the principal's like, oh, all right. Okay, that's a little weird. So then the teacher goes to another kid. And this other kid, bro, when he sees the principal, he kind of like, dude, the other kid literally folds. For some reason, the other kid thinks he's in trouble, which, you know, they're not. I mean, the principal let them out. Um, or not the principal, but this, the, the teacher let them out, you know, even if he is a sub and even if they did low-key blackmail him. But anyways, right, this kid was like, oh my god, I'm in trouble. And the only way to get me out of trouble is to tell the truth. So he was one of those people who was told, like, oh, if you tell the truth, you'll always be okay. Bro, telling the truth is good, but not in every situation, dude. Sometimes the truth is not the answer. But anyways, right, so eventually this kid explains everything. Everything to the principal. And uh, Gavin was close enough, and he was overhearing the conversation. And dude, this kid explained in painstaking detail everything. And when I mean everything, he even described certain details of the website that was on screen. At that point, the principal kind of gave this like weird grimace look at him. He's like, "Dude, sh what?" So eventually, right, the principal like you know speaks kind of loudly. He's like, "Class or whatever," and everyone kind of like looks up and looks back. He's like, "Guys, you can't be out here unsupervised." No one is out here. I'm sorry to cut this short, but I'm going to have to have you guys go back inside. Uh, just go sit somewhere, like, until your next class period. I can't have you out here unsupervised. Also, which class did you come from? I need to speak with your substitute teacher. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. You might think that you've had the worst teacher. Maybe you received a bad grade unfairly. Maybe they're, you know, uh, they hate you for no good reason. Maybe they're, you know, they, they make their tests unnecessarily hard because, I don't know, they hate their students. But let me just know that your stories have nothing on the story that graced my Instagram DMs just a couple days ago and that I am telling today. Let's call the subscriber in the story. Let's call him Steven. Anyways, right... So this all happened when Steven was in his senior year of high school. It's almost time for him to go out. It, you know, it's fall of senior year. It's a pretty stressful time as this is kind of college application seasons, if that's the path you choose to go. And that was the path that ch uh, Steven chose to go. This is also, if you don't know, your senior grades, if you're applying to college, can be the most important along with your junior spring and fall, as a lot of colleges will just kind of ignore your freshman year or just not really care about them that much. So it did not help that when on the third week of class, right, uh, Stephen, who has been turning in his homework, 
every single day on time because he realizes how important these grades are. You know, one day his teacher, you know, says, hey, Stephen, like, I didn't get the work. And Stephen distinctly remembers doing the work, handing it in, and just doing the work and handing it in. Like, he distinctly distinctly remembers doing it, but he's thinking that it's either, like, I don't know, maybe he really did forget and he's having some, I don't know, some uh, hallucinations or something. Maybe the teacher just misplaced it. And instead of having a big fight with the teacher, you know, Stephen says, all right, I can do it again. Uh, It's not a big deal, even though I do believe I did hand it in, but it's fine. I'll do it again. It was kind of a, uh, it was not that big of an assignment. I think it was just like writing notes on a chapter they were assigned to read. So Stephen does the work again, hands it in, no big problem. The next homework assignment they have, and they don't have it every day, they have it every couple days. The next homework they have, assignment they have, Stephen does it, he hands it in, and the teacher says, hey, Stephen, I didn't receive the work. And Stephen says, all right, well, this time I, I, I actually do believe like I, I, I did turn it in. I, this happened before, and I don't think I, I, look, there's obviously something going on that isn't just me not doing the work and turning it in. And the teacher looks at Stephen and says, Stephen, you did do the work. Do it again, or you're, or you're getting an F on that assignment. Steven is understandably not a happy camper, but at this point, there's only so much he can do, and he is, next time, when he does the work, and he goes to turn it in, he looks at the teacher, looks at the teacher, we're just gonna call him Mr. Davenport, that's the last name I use for every teacher, I'm not that creative, he looks at Mr. Davenport straight in the eyes, and hands it in and says, here, here is my work, like, you, you see me handing it in, and Mr. Davenport says, yeah, Stephen, why are you acting weird? And Stephen's like, okay. So I turned it in. The next day rolls around. Mr. Davenport pulls up to Stephen's desk. And he's like, Stephen, this is the third time in a row you've not turned in the homework. And Stephen just looks at him like, yesterday, I came up to you. I looked you in the eyes. And I asked you if you noticed, like, this is the homework I'm turning in. And Mr. Mr. Davenport said, Stephen, I don't recall this. Like, don't lie to me. You know, lying is a pretty, it's, it's a big offense at the school. You could get in a ton of trouble. Redo the work. At this point, Stephen was like, all right, this is not, this is not malpractice. This is not, uh, this is not just being an idiot on either side, on either party. This is like legitimately coming from my, this is coming from my soul, right? Like he's doing this on purpose. This is not a joke anymore. And Stephen starts to realize, cause this continues. Uh, Stephen actually just does the, when he does his homework, he does it twice and he keeps a copy for himself because 70% of the time, sometimes Mr. Davenport just accepts it. 70% of the time, Mr. Davenport asks him to do it again because he didn't hand it in or whatever. Uh, but, so he just makes another copy every single, time, every single time he does the work. And Stephen is noticing that this guy is not a good teacher. In fact, it's not just Stephen that he's messing with. He's messing with a lot of other kids in the class, and they're talking to Stephen about it, and Stephen's telling them about his experience, and this all kind of like starts to accumulate until one day they really do believe that Mr. Davenport went way too far with his like trolling slash being a jerk. So one day, a girl in Stephen's class and in Mr. Davenport's class, I guess, came in and, you know, went up to his kind of like to the front desk, but not to the front desk, but where he sat at his little desk. And it was, uh, you know, she wasn't speaking super loud, but since Stephen sat kind of closer to the front of the class, he was able to overhear what happened. And also, like most of the front row was able to overhear what happened. Uh, basically, right, the girl explains to Mr. Davenport that recently her, her uncle just like passed away and that they were having a funeral and that she had to be gone 
Thursday and Friday to fly over and get to the funeral on Friday, but she'd be back Monday and just asking what work are they going to need to do? What does she need to do to make up for this? A very reasonable request. I mean, someone in the family died and they have to go away for only two days. Uh, sometimes you have to go, people go away for weeks at a time when this happens, understandably, right? And Mr. Davenport looks her straight in the eyes and says, hmm, this funeral, it's very convenient that it's not on a weekend. And Stephen just, just turns to the person next to him because he thinks to himself, I must have something in my ears. Like my ears must have some blockage in them if that's just legitimately what I just heard. And, you know, when Stephen looks at the person next to him, the person next to him, uh, this guy, let's call him Ben, his mouth is just wide open because Ben also heard what Stephen just heard. Eventually, right, Mr. Davenport says, all right, fine, whatever, like, this is what we're doing, uh, like, I'll give you the assignments, like, just get them to me as soon as you come back Monday, and yeah, just goes back and sit down, and, you know, the girl does. At this point, Stephen, he is, he's beyond pissed at this point, because he's been, like, his patience for Mr. Davenport, you know, it's been zero for a while, because Mr. Davenport has been intentionally trolling with them, which is, is pretty messed up. Because, you know, this is senior year, this is where grades really matter, and you're making the kid do twice as much work, right? And he's been messing with other kids. And I, didn't, I wasn't given specific examples, but just assume other kind of, like, things along the lines of this messing with them because Mr. Davenport was, like, bored or something, right? Uh, but this kind of, like, goes a little bit too far because this girl, who's a pretty sensitive girl, apparently, she had a family member die, and she had, the, she had a request, just like, I need to go. I need to go and, like, to the funeral, I'm going to be gone for two days. And the teacher says, that's suspicious that it's not on a weekend and you'd miss class. You really think she's going to fake missing one day of class while saying, hey, I'll do all the work to go for it. It just makes no sense. Real quick comment, teacher, down below. That's going to be the secret word of the day. I'll try and hard some comments that say teacher. Anyways, right, Stephen has had enough. So he gathers, you know, he talks to his other classmates. And after talking to about... Two or three other ones, you know, he kind of gauges that the rest of the class is also really pissed off. So what he does, right, you know, he goes and he gets together. He kind of like makes a big group chat on some messaging site, iMessage, Snapchat. It doesn't really matter. And more or less says, hey, so we've all had a lot of issues with Mr. Davenport. And recently after what happened to, uh, let's call her Lucy. I don't really care, man. The girl who had like the uncle die and whatever, right? After what happened to Lucy today, I really just think we got to do something about this. Like this teacher is really just needs to be stopped. We already have enough on our plates. We've done, we're, we're a pretty good class. And it just kind of seems like this guy is just a jerk to us because he's bored. So other people in the class who were added to the group chat start, like, talking and saying, like, yeah, we 100% agree, like, we need to do something about this guy, he's awful. But then a few people have actually said, hey, like, this guy's been kind of trolling with me recently, and, you know, I reported him, and the reports have really gone nowhere, or at least nothing public has happened. Like, maybe he got a talking to or something behind the scenes, but it really seems like everything that's been going on has been a slap on the wrist. You guys, audience, might be thinking, Connor, this teacher sucks, but my teacher was was worse. Well, the story isn't over, man. I I'm about to explain why he is actually the worst teacher of all time. So Stephen was on his phone, kind of like reading the messages in the group chat and starting to feel a little bit discouraged because, you know, he's reading the fact that other people have spoken up about this teacher before. And then he gets a private message from a girl. Uh, let's just call her Kate. Uh, I'm just thinking of random names at this point. So Kate, you know, swipes up or doesn't swipe up, but messages Stephen privately and says, 
hey, like, uh, can I have your number? Like, okay, I, maybe this wasn't on iMessage because she asked him for his number. This was probably on Snapchat. So she says, hey, can I have your number? I need to call you about what's going on. Something pretty personal, pretty private, but I think might be really important to what we're talking about. So Stephen, who's now very interested because he's like, oh, wow, this, like, I have no idea what this could be, gives uh, Kate his number and, you know, receives a call from a random number, picks it up. And he said, hey, is this Kate? And Kate says, yes, this is me. And then Kate goes on to drop probably one of the biggest bombshells of all time. Steven was completely slack-jawed, emotionless, wide-eyed by the end of this story. Let me tell you what Kate told him. This girl explained to Steven that she, for the last, like, couple months, because, you know, she started this before the school year even began, she's been having an illegal relationship with Mr. Davenport. And she says that, you know, she's been noticing what's been going on, and, you know, she's realized that Mr. Davenport is pretty manipulative, he's, like, probably, like, a psychopath or whatever, and that she's also, at the same time of realizing how much of, like, a, a butt, you know, this guy is, and, you know, all the stuff he's been doing to people, she's also realized how messed up the relationship she has with him. Because uh, it's obviously secret. It's obviously very secret. And Mr. Davenport has been like, oh, my God, you need to keep this super secret. You can't tell it to anyone. Which is like, if you're having a relationship with someone, unless you have, like, crazy protective parents or something or something like that, in most cases, keeping it super private is probably not, like, it, the, the reasons probably aren't good. And in this situation, the reasons are obviously terrible. So Kate goes on to tell Stephen that she wants to turn Mr. Davenport in, more or less. And uh, Stephen, you know, says, hey, like, just because he's a jerk to us, like, that shouldn't be your main motivation. Like, I want to make sure that you know that I am 100% behind you, but because you're in a messed up relationship, not because of what has been happening right now. Trust me, please. So anyways, right, you know, Stephen, you know, hangs up the call and just kind of sits there for a second and is like, oh, like, jeez, like, I knew this guy was, like, was bad, but, like, th this is just beyond unacceptable. Like, the other stuff, right, was kind of just like, oh, he's toying with us, oh, like, whatever, right? Oh, he was kind of insensitive to that girl whose uncle passed away, right? But this is straight up, like, illegal stuff. So anyways, the next day rolls around and Stephen finds Kate and he's like, hey, like, I'm so sorry. And Kate's like, you know what, I'm, I'm okay. I'm personally fine, but I'm afraid this will happen to someone else. We need to tell someone about it. So Stephen and Kate, you know, they kind of they kind of get together a case. Uh, Kate just has a slew of evidence from text messages and a bunch of stuff, right? They got him, basically. Uh, you know, they got him. It was some ladies and gentlemen, we got him type evidence. Like, there was no getting out of it. So uh, Stephen, you know, says, Kate, dude, like, you can do this alone, but I be very happy to do this with you if you want someone to do it with you. Kate says, hey, can you actually do this with me? Like, I don't know if I want to go through this alone. Steven 100% obliges. He also says, hey, like, I don't, like, I, I'm assuming you don't want to tell everyone about this. And Kate says, you know, right now, no, but I think at some point I wouldn't mind if, like, we told people about this. But for now, let's just focus on getting this done. Steven 100% agreed. Just, like, getting it out before they do anything would just probably make more issues happen. So they go to the principal's office, and, uh, yeah, it was a very uncomfortable conversation the entire time. The principal was kind of expecting, like, OMG, high school drama. Nope, this is, uh, this is like, <laughs> this is, like, actually really serious illegal stuff. 
So all Stephen knows is that Mr. Davenport did get fired from the school. Uh, like there was a like the school was mandatory. Like they reported it to the police. As I think they either either they felt like it was mandatory or they felt like a moral obligation to. Either way, they did report it like further up. However, uh, Stephen has literally no idea what happened, to Mr. Davenport, after the fact. No idea what happened because Mr. Davenport like. He didn't know him outside of class, and once he was out of the school, he was like, you know, Stephen looked him up online, on social media. He could, nothing, literally nothing came up about him. So uh, Stephen to this day has no idea. Now can you understand why I said this teacher was the worst teacher of all time? Now can you understand? Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Today I got probably one of the craziest story times I've received in a while, so just sit back, relax, and let's get right into it. So we'll call the subscriber James, and uh, James was in fifth grade, and James had a fifth grade teacher who was definitely uh, going through the works, to say the least. Uh, James was only kind of aware that, you know, him and his, like, wife, or I guess maybe ex-wife, I'm not totally sure, were going through some issues because uh, James's mom mentioned something about it very briefly. More or less, James's mom said, oh, be nice to Mr. Davenport. We're, we're going to call the teacher that, by the way. Uh, for some reason, and James is like, oh, why? And James's mom was like, oh, he's like, I don't know, he's having issues with his marriage or whatever. I don't know how James's mom knows, but, you know, moms kind of just know all the gossip, you know, how it is. So James's mom, like, you know, James was a little bit aware of this, but Mr. Davenport, up until this day, right, uh, he, he hadn't said anything to the class about, you know, his marriage or any of his issues. But I guess today, uh, the fateful day, um, I guess Mr. Davenport really just had enough and he felt like he needed to tell someone about it. Uh, so anyways, on this specific day, James walks into class like it's a, like a normal day, any other day. And he gets in there and he sits down. And uh, Mr. Davenport is, you know, he's not there. He's late. And this is kind of weird because, like, Mr. Davenport is never late. He's always, like, there 30 minutes before anyone else. So everyone's kind of, like, a little weirded out slash concerned because they have no idea where Mr. Davenport is. And, you know, he's known for being super early all the time. Eventually, right, Mr. Davenport walks into class, and he just looks like a mess. It looks like he hasn't slept for the last 48 hours. He's just not looking good. And, you know, even though this is a class of fifth graders, they all have enough, like, I don't know, social awareness to know that, like, something isn't, like, something isn't right. But, I mean, no one in that class is going to say anything. They're not going to be like, hey, Mr. Davenport, you look like you're, like, garbage today. What's up? Like, no one's going to be that kid and say that. So they all kind of just sit there and wait for class to begin like normal. And Mr. Davenport sits at his desk. And uh, he just kind of, like, sits there and slumps down all defeated. And everyone there is kind of confused. I mean, half the kids were told by their parents, like, hey, just a heads up. Your teacher's kind of going through it, um, so be extra nice. But the other half, the kids, like, weren't even told. And, like, the kids that were told were kind of, like, okay and probably didn't think anything of it. And Mr. Davenport is like, guys... We're going to have a very special uh, lesson plan today. And, uh, you know, James in his head was like, oh, are we going to watch a movie? Are we going to talk about, like, a really fun piece of history? Like, what do you mean, special plan? Mr. Davenport kind of throws them a curveball. He's just like, today we're not going to be talking about history because this was a history class, by the way. He's like, you know what? Today we're going to actually, I'm going to teach you something about the real world. I'm going to teach you about, you know, something you can actually use and not some stupid dates or whatever. Immediately, 
the entire class was totally thrown off by this because Mr. Davenport was always one of those, like, kind of very upbeat, very happy, very, yay, learning is fun, guys. But today he really just comes in and says, dude, everything I've been teaching you is, like, completely, like, useless. Let me actually teach you something that you're going to be able to use. So, you know, James and the rest of the class kind of already realized that today was not going to be a normal day. But they did not necessarily expect it to go the way it did, which, I mean... I don't think anyone possibly could have. It was kind of a ridiculous day. But uh, anyways, you know, Mr. Davenport goes to the front of the class. He says, all right, guys, so marriage. A, a wonderful thing, right? I mean, when you, uh, you load up a movie, you load up a TV show, and you think of marriage, you're just seeing, like, butterflies, rainbows, uh, pots of gold, like, uh, wonderful, happy, smiling people. Wrong. False. I need you guys to take this preconceived notion that is in your mind and tear it to shreds. At this point, James is like, oh, God, like, this is not going to be good. Look, James was in fifth grade, but he was like, uh, like, he was socially aware enough, as I was saying. He's socially aware enough to know that, like, something like, something's not right here. <laughs> and, uh, yes, he could just tell that this class was not going to be a normal class. And Mr. Davenport was like, ah. so... What are you, what did you guys take away from this so far? And he, you know, he's asked one of the kids, he's like, uh, Ben. And Ben's like, uh, uh, marriage isn't, like, good. And Mr. Davenport's like, Ben, perfect, thank you for paying attention. So, why is marriage not perfect? And this is where, this is where things get pretty bad. This is where really the, it starts to get, it gets really bad after this point, so just a heads up. But he's like, Mr. Davenport's like, so why is marriage, why is marriage not good, right? Well, you know, if you, if you choose a wife, right, and she's unfaithful and sleeps with your neighbor, well, you know, that would be a reason why marriages aren't great. The entire class goes silent. And Mr. Davenport doesn't, kind of stops after that sentence. I think he started to realize that he just explained to the class of fifth graders that his marriage was failing because his wife slept with his neighbor. That's definitely not totally inappropriate for, uh, you know, a fifth grade class setting. Uh, but almost immediately, right, Mr. Davenport is kind of like, oh, shoot, like, what did I just say? Mr. Davenport, who was kind of in a mood of, like, uh, I don't know, he was kind of, like, he completely snaps out of it, and he's like, guys, 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 I'm so, like, he just starts, like, shaking his head. He's like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I like, I'm, I'm really going through it. I'm really struggling. I'm really having a tough time. I should not have brought any of this information, like, I should not have told you any of this. Like, I'm so, so, so sorry. Like, uh, let's just let's just have a fun movie day for the rest of the class. James is just sitting there taking this all in because one second, right, you know, he comes in and Mr. Davenport starts talking about how uh, marriage is awful and your wife will literally sleep with your neighbor if you're not paying attention, right? And then a second later, he is, like, begging for their forgiveness and saying that they're going to have a fun movie day today. Uh, but, I mean, James is not complaining. I mean, hey, man, I love those movie days. Like, I wouldn't be complaining either, dude. Real quick, comment class down below if you made it this far into the video. I'll try and heart as many comments as possible that say that. This is the secret word of the day. I'll be able to heart more comments than I have in the last couple days because I'm officially done with exams. I survived. You'll love to see it. Uh, but anyways, right, you know, James is kind of just sitting there and, uh, it, you know, Mr. Davenport is going to put on a movie. He's like, all right, class, like, 
You know, I got a really fun movie planned. I used to love this one as a kid. I'm sure you guys are going to love this movie too. Like, this is going to be so much fun, right? <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Can we also just, like, all agree? Like, can we just all come in agreement? Just not to mention what happened today to anyone. Uh, you know, Mr. Davenport, uh, we're probably getting a lot of trouble for that, guys. And uh, it was a genuine mistake, and he's really going through it and losing. You know, if Mr. Davenport he starts talking about himself in the third person, which is kind of weird, but he's like, and if Mr. Davenport was to lose his job, his only source of income, and have to go through, you know, this BS with his wife, and then he's like, all right. <laughs> That would not be good. And uh, at this point, James is starting to realize that Mr. Davenport kind of crossed the line when he explained, like when he over-explained about, you know, the intimate parts of his life and that he was starting to fear that if any kid like told the principal or staff or parent or anything that he could legitimately get fired. So that he was, his plan was that he was going to have a really fun day with them, uh, have a nice movie or whatever, and ask them very politely not to mention this to anyone. And James, uh, he really did, like, mess with Mr. Davenport. Like, Mr. Davenport was a very fun teacher. He was very, uh, I don't know, he made learning fun. He was very chill. He was understanding. And obviously, Mr. Davenport kind of just had, like, a mini mental breakdown, and that's not really his fault in James's mind. So James was like, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone. And um, the rest of the class was kind of in agreement, or at least it seemed like that, you know, they just weren't going to tell anyone about this little incident. And uh, the rest of the class was really fun. They watched a movie. Mr. Devonport was, like, having some fun activities. He's like, all right, you know what? I was planning to have homework today, but since today was kind of just, like, a weird day, uh, we'll start normal class up tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Like, you guys have fun tomorrow, like, fun tonight or whatever. Whole class is like, let's go. No homework. It's a good day. And they're walking out of class, and this one kid, we're going to call him, we're going to call him Ty, right? Uh, he comes up to James, and Ty and James are kind of friendly. I mean, James doesn't really go to a school with that big of a class, so he kind of knows everyone. Um, Ty isn't, like, his best friend or anything, but he knows Ty on a pretty good basis. And Ty comes up to him, and he's like, hey, James, like, what happened today? Like, Mr. Davenport really kind of, like, overshared. I was thinking of going to the principal and explaining everything that happened. And James is like, dude, no, like, yes, Mr. Davenport really did cross the line and he should not have said what he did. But at the same time, like, he's a really cool teacher. He was just over, like, it was a mistake. And if we tell anyone, he's most definitely going to lose his job, which is like his only source of income. And he's going through divorce and he's a cool teacher. I'm not trying to get stuck with like a really terrible substitute. And, uh, you know, Ty's like, oh, I guess you got a point. Like, I, I, I guess I won't be telling anyone. Or so James thought, right? Because the next day, he, James comes in expecting, you know, Mr. Davenport to be sitting there, you know, one of his favorite teachers. But no, it is a substitute teacher. And the substitute teacher's like, all right, class, open up to page 58 of the textbook. We will be reading chapters uh, like 8 and 9. And James is just like, oh, my God, like, whoa, 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 whoa. At first... James is thinking, okay, well, whatever, right? You know, Mr. Davenport probably had to take some days off to deal with, like, the situation with his wife. Uh, like, this is probably no big deal. But uh, James starts to re soon realizes that that is not the case at all. Uh, because, you know, the reason why, you know, James realizes that, you know, this is not going to be a temporary substitute teacher is when during the class, the substitute teacher makes a reference to how that, you know, 
they'll like the the sub will probably be their teacher for the rest of the year. And when James hears that man, like his heart literally sinks because you know he loved Mr. Davenport and Mr. Davenport was probably one of his favorite teachers and made him like excited to learn. And this substitute teacher really did just come in and is just like forcing them to read pages out of a textbook. Like the substitute teacher has no idea. It's not really the sub's fault. Like they probably were just thrown into this, but they're doing a terrible job teaching. They're really just making it like the most dull and bland teaching possible. And James is starting to realize that, you know, something happened to Mr. Davenport in which, you know, he probably was not going to be coming back to being a teacher, a.k.a. he probably got fired, a.k.a. probably someone uh, mentioned what happened in, like, class the couple days ago. So sure enough, right, when class ends, James immediately finds Ty and he's like, bro. And Ty's like, what? And James is like, just kind of gives him a look and Ty's like, fine, yeah, all right, I told the principal. And James is like, bro why? Why would you do it? And Ty's like, well, I don't think it was like super right of him to overshare like that. And, and James is like, dude, yeah, but the guy is fired now. Like that guy is definitely not coming back. Like, you know how like he was a good teacher, right? And Ty's like, yeah, I guess. But like, it was weird what he said. And James is like, yeah, it was weird what he said. But you know, he also said it once and he like, it was obviously a mistake. And now we're stuck with this really crappy sub. And Ty's like, all right, man, like, whatever. It's like, it's not my fault. And James is like, it kind of is. You know, you know, the truth is, right, you know, Ty was totally in his right to, to report that because that was a weird thing for, you know, Mr. Davenport to say. But James, the subscriber who sent him the story, was specifically not very happy about that at all. And it doesn't end there because James, you know, at the end of the day, his mom comes and picks him up. And his mom's like, hey, James, like, why didn't you tell me about that class you had with Mr. Davenport yesterday? And James is like, oh, like, I didn't really think much of it. And, you know, James's mom was like, oh, well, I'm seeing this thing on Facebook of these moms of people in your class. You know, they're getting really mad and they're wanting to, like, take Mr. Davenport to court for, like, exposing such, you know, print, like, such, like, like I don't know, uh, secrets about his marriage and, like, how inappropriate what he said was and how angry they are. And, you know, James' mom is like, are, are you okay? And James is like, yes, mom, I am fine. Actually, I'm kind of upset that, like, we have a new crappy sub. That was, like, one of my favorite teachers. And James' mom is like, yeah, I mean, I guess. But, like, you know, Mr. Davenport was weird for what he said. And, you know, James is like, yeah, I mean, fair, I guess. But, you know, I'm just, I'm not trying. Like, I didn't really care. The rest of class didn't really care. And James', James mom's like, well, I think it's just good for you to know that, like, all the moms, like, that there's, like, a petition going on and, like, the moms are forming a group that they're going to try and pursue Mr. Davenport out of school. And, you know, then James's mom goes on to say, oh, yeah, by the way, like, Mr. Davenport was, is no longer a school. His contract was terminated. And James kind of is like, like, James kind of knew that was the case, but he was kind of just sad to hear that. And James is like, why are you guys going after him? Like, he already, he's lost everything, mom. Like, you know, he's in a terrible spot in his marriage, which is definitely over. He just lost his only source of income. Do we really need to dogpile on him? And James's mom's like, yeah, I mean, it's not me who's doing it. Like, I'm just watching the group and, like, showing some support just because, I don't know, I don't want the moms to hate me. But, yeah, it's more Ty's mom. And James is like, dude, Ty was the one who turned them in. And James, uh, James' mom's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Ty's mom is, like, the one who is really, like, leading this, the, the, the charge against, you know, Mr. Davenport. But, yeah, so while Mr. Davenport is still fired and does not return to the school, uh, the group of, like, moms does not end up suing him or anything. It was a lot of empty talk. Eventually, they weren't getting anywhere, so the group kind of just disbanded.
But yeah, James apparently said that the substitute turned into the permanent teacher for the rest of the year, and uh, James said that that was probably one of his worst experiences in a classroom ever. Like, not what Mr. Davenport said, but the substitute's teaching. It was so dry, it was so bland, they obviously had no passion about what they were doing. I mean, they were a sub being forced into the situation on last minute, so, like, what can you expect? But James was like, yeah, uh, the rest of that year was click terrible. Click on the video on screen right now, I know you'll enjoy it, just click it, do it. Today we got a story of a teacher who catches a kid using the school computer to look at some pretty uh-oh spaghetti-o naughty websites. However, it is much deeper than that and a really crazy story that I know you guys will enjoy. So subscribe if you like stories, leave a like in the video, and let's call today's subscriber Emmett. So this all happened one day when Emmett was in class. And during this class, they, you know, they were using the computer lab. At Emmett's school, the school had like a kind of a place where they had a bunch of computers and classes could rent out the room to go on the internet, basically. So basically, this happened one day in the computer lab, and Emmett was on his computer just kind of doing what he was told to do. They were told to, I don't know, do a research project. By the way, this happened in fourth grade, so they had a pretty simple research project. I don't know about you, but I was not asked to do any crazy research projects when I was in fourth grade. It was pretty simple. It was pretty run-of-the-mill. He had to look up, like, something about a topic and get, like, one source, and he had to cite it very simply, right? So anyways, there was also a bully in Emmett's class. And in Emmett's class, this bully had been picking on Emmett for a while, but it was nothing too serious until today, where he almost got Emmett in a ton of trouble, as you'll see. So Emmett had to go use the bathroom, and he kind of got up from his computer and left to go use the bathroom, right? And the teacher was very busy on, you know, her computer. She was not really looking at what was going on, and she kind of just let the kids go ahead and do whatever they wanted to do. So the bully saw this as a perfect opportunity. One, the teacher was not paying attention, and two, Emmett was away from the computer, and the teacher did not know that Emmett left or that the bully was going to go mess with the computer. So what the bully did is while Emmett was gone, the bully went up to Emmett's computer, looked up, went up on Google, and looked up a whole host of really bad stuff. Like, I mean, you guys can fill in the gaps. I'm not going to say anything specific, but a lot of websites that were definitely not school-friendly and were going to get him in a lot of trouble because he looked them up, not just like for the fact of looking them up, but also because that they were on school computers, it was during school hours, and it was directly, it was really not what he was supposed to be doing on those computers anyways. So the bully knew that Emmett was going to get into a bit of trouble. And so anyways, right, Emmett eventually comes back from the bathroom break, and before, you know, Emmett came back, the bully made sure to open up a new tab and delete the old tab, but not delete the old tab search history. So anyways, right, Emmett is back on his computer doing what he's normally doing, and the bully goes up to the teacher saying that, oh, Miss Teacher, Miss Teacher, I saw Emmett using the computer inappropriately, Miss Teacher. Uh, I think he deleted the tabs, but go check his search history. He was looking up a lot of really bad stuff and scaring kids, and I need you, I need you to help. And the teacher's like, all right, all right, Mr. Bully. Obviously says his real name, but I'm just going to call him Mr. Bully. All right, Mr. Bully, I'll go look into it. What, you can go back, like, go back to your, like, project or whatever. So Emmett is just sitting at his computer. He's just kind of doing what he's supposed to be doing. And the teacher comes up and says, Emmett, I've heard you've been, like, I don't know, looking up some inappropriate stuff on the computer. I need to look, check your search history. 
And Emmett, who was in the bathroom and had literally no idea, was like, oh, I mean, I, that's not true. That's not the case. Like, I've just been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But yeah, go ahead and search it. Like, I really don't care. There, I have literally nothing to hide. And so sure enough, right, the teacher goes on Emmett's computer, opens up the search history, and finds a lot of distasteful stuff. And I'm not really going to say what it is, but you can make some assumptions. A whole host of stuff. And she's like, oh, Emmett, like... I was really hoping that this report was false. Like, I'm so disappointed in you. You're such a good kid. Why would you look up all this disgusting stuff on the school search history? So Emmett is like, uh, what are you talking about? And he looks at the computer and looks at the search history. He's like, hey. And Emmett's like, but teacher, but teacher, you got to understand this wasn't me. And the teacher just says, oh, so what do you want me to believe? That, you know, Google, the massive trillion-dollar corporation, decided to sabotage you, Emmett, individually for, I don't know, your crimes against their, co like, their company? Do you have their, did you go ahead into their, like, their Google headquarters and steal their secrets? And Emmett's like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just didn't type this stuff. And she's like, mm-hmm, let me guess. You were hacked by a hacker or something? Uh, teacher was going in pretty hard. And Emmett's like, you got to believe me. And the teacher's like, why would I believe Believe you. It literally says here, like all the things you searched up, this is your computer. Uh, you know, it even says the times that these were searched. And, and Emma was like, oh, that's impossible. I left to go to the bathroom. And she's like, uh huh. That's what they all say. Did a hacker come in and type this stuff? Did a, I don't know, did the boogeyman come in and like, I don't know, harass your computer and like kick you off it and then type all this stuff? And then, oh no, you tried to delete it and you tried to stop them, but you couldn't. Emma, Go to the front office. And Emmett's like, no, I swear. And the teacher's like, Emmett, I'm not going to tell you this again. Go to the front office. I'm going to write up a little report. And by the time you get there, the principal's going to know everything that you did. And Emmett's like, you got to understand. And she's like, what am I to understand? That the, the search history is false? And he's like, Emmett's like, no, you don't understand. She's like, go to the front office now. Sure enough, right? Emmett walks up to the front office and the principal's like, Emmett, like, you're such a good kid. And like the stuff that I saw that like that I was told that you were looking up, so disgusting, so disturbing. Like what happened to you? Like uh, you've never been in here for anything negative before. And Emmett's like, you got to believe me. Like I just didn't search that stuff up. And the principal's like, uh, from what the report I got from your teacher, it is... I, I just don't see how I could ever believe that. So sure enough, right, uh, the, to the principal's like, Emmett, I, I, I hate to do this, right, but I gotta, I gotta call up your mom and tell you what happened. And look, here's the thing, right, whenever you do something or when you're apparently framed for doing something that, like, I don't know, is a little bit, you know, a, a, a little bit not so, not so safe for work, right? And then, like, the worst punishment, I would rather, you know, you know get in-school suspension, I would rather get detention, I would rather get a failing grade than having my parents know about it, bro. Like, somehow that is the worst punishment of them all. So yeah, sure enough, right, the principal calls up his mom, and Emmett's mom's like, oh, hello? Like, uh, I'm in work right now, do you need me to come in? Is Emmett, like, sick or something? And she's like, well, he's not sick, but I, I do need your attention for a little bit. Principal goes on in painstaking detail to explain everything that was filed in the report, Emmett is just sitting there in the chair, just like basically on the brink of tears at this point, just completely cringing out because it's just, it's just really uncomfortable. And he's hearing his mom sound so disappointed. And it is just honestly such an awful thing. And Emmett at this point is also so confused because he has no idea that the bully was the one who went on his computer, framed him, and then reported him falsely, right? So he's just sitting there and he's just feeling so gross and so awful and just so sad. It's a really terrible moment for him. So next day rolls around. And by the way, yes, his mom was very angry at him and he, he got his like electronics taken away at home. It was just a bad day. 
Real quick, comment bully down below if you want to heart on your comment. The secret word of the day is bully. I'll try to heart as many comments as possible. And also, let me know in the comment section if you're ever binge-watching my videos. If you don't know, the best way to support my channel and for my channel to grow is when you guys just watch a ton of my videos. Like, if you just binge-watch, like, a ton of the videos. And if you want to help with that, uh, in the description are playlists of my videos and also in the playlist tab. Let me know, and I'll try and personally thank you. But anyways, right back to the story. Uh, the next day, Emma comes in. It's just in a bad mood because the last like 16 hours have been both humiliating, depressing, uh, frustrating, and also super confusing because he has no idea what happened, right? And that's when he walked into school and he was just like, he had his backpack on, he was walking to class, kind of sulking around, and the bully comes up to him and stands right in front of him since Emmett is not looking where he's going. He bumps right into the bully and the bully's like, huh, <coughs> it, and Emmett's like, bro, why are you laughing? Like, uh, like, what's so funny? The bully's like, huh, do you like that little prank I pulled on you? And Emmett's like, wait, what? And the bully's like, yeah, when you went to go to the bathroom, like, I typed all those things in the search history, reported you, and then you got into massive trouble. At this point, right, Emmett just, like, everything clicked, and he was furious. Emmett was like, how dare you do that to me? Like, it was like so bad. Like, I, I like, I don't know. Like I had to like, I, my mom heard about it, got my electronics taken away. I have to go to detention for the rest of the week. And the bully's like, looks like you took this L bro. Looks like you took this L. Take this L bro. L, 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 you wish just a lot of cringe like that. And Emmett is so mad. And he's like, dude, I'm going to report you. And, you know, the bully's like, yeah, and I'm going to deny it. And who are they going to believe? The kid who got in trouble and is saying, oh, someone else did it? Or uh, or me, who just said, like, it didn't happen, you know? You're not going to win this, bro. Take this L, unlucky. And the bully walks away. And Emmett is so angry. He is steaming. He's furious. Emmett is just so angry at this point, and he's walking into class, and he's just like, I have to do all this nonsense. Like, I can at least tell my mom about it. I don't know if she's going to believe me, but, you know, the bully is totally right. The principal is just not going to—is just going to think that I'm lying and probably just get me in more trouble. Emmett walks by, you know, the computer room, and as he walks by, Emmett looks into the computer room, and when he looks in, probably the greatest thing he has ever seen appeared— or not appeared, but was there. When Emmett looked into the computer room, he saw security cameras because it's a room full of like thousands of dollars worth of electronics. Of course, they're going to have the place monitored. And Emmett was like, oh my God, like if they didn't delete the footage of like yesterday, right? And they can look at it. They can see footage of, and hopefully my computer is in sight, but they can see footage of the bully getting out of his chair, going over to my computer, typing on it, and then when I, and then going up to the teacher to tell on me, and they'll know that I was in the clear and that he was the one typing that stuff on the computer. So Emmett immediately races to the principal's office, knocks on the door, bum, 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 bum. And the principal's like, come in, come in. Like, what's up? What's up? And Emmett was like, I'd like you're not going to believe me, but I will. Ha there's a chance I have proof. So Emmett goes on to explain that the bully came up to him, said all that stuff, and that it wasn't actually him. And the principal's like, Emmett, like, don't lie to me. Like, that's only going to make things worse. And Emmett's like, no, 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 I actually think I have proof. Do you have access to the security camera footage inside the, uh, inside the computer room? And uh, the principal's like, well, I don't have it directly, but I could ask someone about it. Like, they do delete it every two days. And Emma was like, it only happened yesterday. The footage is still there. And, you know, the principal's like, all right, well, just so you know, 
if we look at the footage and it just shows you doing this, like you're going to get in even more trouble. And it's like, I'm totally willing to take that risk because I'm not telling because I'm telling the truth. So it takes a little while, about like 30 minutes or so, but eventually the principal, uh, you know, has access to the security camera footage. And it's also the security guard who like let them into like the main room and is like, all right, do you know when your class was? And Emmett says, oh, my class happened at X time. And so the security card is like, all right, well, I found the time. The class was 45 minutes. So he's like, do you know about when you left to go to the bathroom? And Emmett's like, I think around the halfway mark. And, you know, sure enough, they go to the halfway mark. They're watching for a couple minutes and, you know, Emmett's still on the computer and the principal's like, Emmett, you've not left the computer. And Emmett's like, please, like, you can get, you can expel me if it shows proof that I was actually the one doing it. And the principal's like, all right, all right. Sure enough, you know, we'll just sit down and we'll look through this. And yeah, eventually they come to the point and yeah, Emmett gets up and he goes to the bathroom and you know who comes over? The bully and he's on the computer and then he goes away and he deletes and then Emmett comes back and the principal's like, oh my God. And Emmett just has this wave of relief rush over him because he's like, finally, like there's proof to what I'm saying. And the principal's like, I'm so sorry, Emmett. Like I had no idea. And Emmett's like, I wouldn't believe myself either if I'm being serious. And yeah, so sure enough, right, the principal's like, all right, I, I need you to, wait, can you clip this? And the security guard's like, yeah, I can get this to you in like, I don't know, 30 minutes. So they go back and the principal's like, all right, I'm going to excuse you from whatever class you're missing. I'd like you to stay here. And uh, they kind of wait around for 30 minutes until the video comes and they get it by email. The principal's like, all right, perfect. And so principal goes over, connects to like the loudspeaker and says, hey, can uh, Bully, says the actual name, can Bully come up uh, to the front office? And so sure enough, right, the Bully walks in and sees Emmett's face and is super startled, like super thrown off guard. And the Bully sits down and is obviously a little bit nervous. And the principal explains that, you know, that Emmett has you know said that, you know, the Bully came and, uh, you know, did the search results himself and then he set him up. But the principal did not mention anything about the footage. So the bully had no idea that his actions were caught on camera. The bully just thought that Emmett, after the bully like taunted him about it, went to the principal and told his side. So the bully's like, Miss Principal, right? Do you really believe that story? I mean, how preposterous is it? Emmett obviously, right? Emmett obviously just got caught and you know he's trying to get out of trouble and he's trying to drag me down. Like, I'm a pretty good kid. And it's pretty sad and pretty disappointing to see Emmett try and take me down just because he made a mistake. Honestly, I hope this punishment, you know, sets Emmett the right way. I, he's a good kid at heart and he just made a mistake. But it's really just disappointing to try this just to see him try and take me down as well. And Emmett, while the entire time, while the, while the bully was saying this like nonsense, right, was smiling, had this massive grin on his face. And so the principal was like, oh, is that the case? And, you know, the bully's like, yep, that's what happened. Like, I'm sorry that, like, this had to be dragged out. And uh, I'm sorry that, like, all your time is being wasted, Miss Principal. And the principal's like, yeah, I'm also sorry that my time's being wasted. Whips out her laptop, flips the thing around. She's had the video pulled up for a while. Hits play, and it's a videotape footage. And Emmett looks as the bully's face drops. And sure enough, it shows Emmett getting up, going off to the bathroom, and the bully walking over, typing on the computer, and then leaving. And the bully immediately 
I mean, remember, one second ago, he was like, oh, it's so sad to see me being roped into this. I'm sorry your time's being wasted. The bully, immediately after seeing this, breaks into tears, like full-on crying. And Emmett's like, bro, what? What's this tough guy persona and then all this nonsense, dude? And the bully's like, like, oh, and the principal's like, all right, well, do you want to apologize to Emmett? And the bully's like, Emmett, please. And the bully literally gets out of the chair and drops to his knees. And it's like, Emmett, please forgive me. And Emmett's like, oh my God, this guy's such a loser. Oh my God. He doesn't say that. And, you know, Emmett's like, you know what? It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And the bully's like, thank you for your forgiveness. And Emmett kind of believes that the bully thought that, like, if he seems so remorseful and if Emmett forgave him, right, that he would get out of any punishment. Well, that was just simply not the case because, sure enough, the principal's like, all right, well, thank you for forgiving to Emmett, but now time for the punishment. And the bully was like punishment because <laughs> he really thought that if he was like crying and seemed so more remorseful he wouldn't get a punishment but yeah that was just simply not the case and yeah so the bully you know his mom was called and Emmett was there when his mom was like to the bully like says his full name like when you get home I'm taking all of your electronics you're not allowed to go out for so long the bully's just crying the whole time Emmett is just sitting here like hey man uh, I'm sorry this happened to you but bro this is this this is the straight up karma dude and uh yeah so the bully instead of Emmett getting a week of in school uh detention right uh, the bully gets a week of detention and Emmett is set free and the uh, moral of the story is just don't be the click bully click on the video dude. on screen right now i know you'll enjoy it just click it do it How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have three stories of spoiled kids getting owned by the teacher. All of them are great and I know you will enjoy them. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you are new, and let's get into the first story where we're going to call the subscriber Finn. By the way, if you want to submit stories, submit them to my Twitter account at Connor Pugs. It's in the description. With that being said, let's just jump right into it. So anyways, anyways right, man, I can't speak. Anyways, Finn is a college student. And uh, he's currently in a college uh, math class. And in this college math class, there's a kid who's kind of just like known as a kid who's pre-spoiled, like one of those kind of like entitled kids. And I don't mean someone who necessarily, I don't know, has like really rich parents or something like that, or, you know, has more things provided for them so that they're like a little bit inconsiderate, they're a little bit arrogant, because they're definitely people that, you know, just don't know any better. Like they'll they'll do so they'll just kind of assume certain things are like the normal for other people, but it's not. And I, I don't really consider those people like spoiled brats or whatever. Th that's just like, I, I don't know. That's uh, obviously, it's not the greatest thing. It's better to be aware of your surroundings. But when I mean spoiled kid, I mean like comes in, flexes his double wrists and iced out Rolexes, like drops his Amex black card on the table. It's like, oh yeah, I'm self-made when he literally has never worked a job in his life. But anyways, so this kid, we're just going to call him the spoiled kid. And there was a pretty big test in the math class. And there was basically two major tests for this college semester. And the grade was basically 50% the first test, 50% the second test. It was a brutal way to grade the class. But it was also somewhat easy in a sense because if you just studied for the first test or you just, if you just studied really well for these two assignments, you got 100 in the course. 
You didn't have to show up any of the days at all except the days of the test if you really wanted to, but it's really hard if you're struggling the subject. Anyways, so about halfway through the semester, it is the first test. It's the first assessment. And uh, Finn is sitting in this college class. He's been studying for weeks at this point, and he's really nervous. I mean, I could totally understand where he's coming from. I would be personally terrified myself. And so in walks the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid just kind of has this attitude to him. This kind of has this kind of like... I don't know. He's just like super confident, super just full of himself. And you could kind of, you could kind of tell, right? So the spoiled kid sits right in front of uh, Finn. And so the teacher passes around the test. Is like, all right, you guys have two hours to finish this. Um, you are you may finish early. In fact, I, I expect almost all of you to finish this before the two hours. I give about one hour worth of material. So, you know, if it takes you, it should not take you more than two hours and uh, everyone may begin. And sure enough, everyone whips out, like starts writing down. Finn is kind of nervous because he's feeling okay about the test. But I don't know if you guys have taken a math test before and you're going through it and you're like, yeah, I think I got the right answer. The worst thing is when you think you got the right answer, you don't know you got the right answer. Like you get an answer and it's like not a super clean number, comes out as a bunch of decimal points and you're like, okay, that doesn't seem good, but who knows? But the thing was, Finn looked in front of him and the spoiled kid was sitting there. And the spoiled kid was sitting there and you know, he had his backpack. And his backpack, he, the spoiled kid began to reach into his backpack. Finn being easily distracted started paying attention to the spoiled kid. And he watch and he looks as the spoiled kid reaches into the backpack and kind of just assumes that, oh, okay, whatever, right? The spoiled kid is just reaching in for a pencil, maybe an eraser, maybe a piece of scratch paper, which would have been a little sus, but whatever. But instead, the spoiled kid reaches into his backpack and grabs an iPad. Not his phone, not like something small, a whole on iPad, not an iPad mini, a full iPad, right? And he takes out the iPad and he puts it on his lap. To be fair, it was a somewhat discreet position. It was not super obvious that there was an iPad on his on his lap. But the spoiled kid opens up the iPad and literally goes to Safari, the Google search engine on iPads, and he opens it up. And he starts typing. He goes to like like he starts typing in the questions into Google and just getting the answers. Like sometimes he has to like literally search through message boards like Reddit or I don't know. Okay, they wouldn't use Stack Overflow to math class. But they'd be searching through stuff like, I don't know, Reddit, Wolfram Alpha, all these sites or whatever. And he was like finding the answers every single time. And at this point, right, you know, uh, Finn was looking at him. He's like, this kid's crazy. Dude's gonna get caught. There's not a chance that dude doesn't get caught. Like, are you kidding me? You, you can't be, like, you, you cannot be serious here. And sure enough, right, you know, the spoiled kid is, uh, you know, he's, you know, just going along, like, da, 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 just going through writing down his answers. And Finn is kind of distracted now, is watching as the math teacher, who is at the front of the class, just kind of like grading stuff, gets up to just casually walk around. Because I don't know about you, but when I have tests, sometimes the teacher just decides to stroll around. Sometimes the teacher wants to see, you know, what other people are doing and how they're doing and just making sure that they're not blatantly cheating like the spoiled kid is here. So Finn like quickly puts his eyes back on his own paper because he doesn't want to be accused of like looking at the spoiled kid's work or anything. But he, he just, he can't concentrate right now because he knows for a fact that the spoiled kid is about to be outed is a big old cheater, right? And so sure enough, you know, the, the teacher walks around 
And he, the thing is, the teacher is kind of going, doing a snake pattern throughout the desks. So instead of going for, like, instead of approaching the spoiled kid front on, he approaches, approaches the spoiled kid from the back, which maybe if the teacher started one row earlier and he would have ended up approaching the spoiled kid from the front, the spoiled kid would have noticed that someone was approaching him and he would have either turned off the iPad or at least stopped using it actively. But unfortunately for the spoiled kid, you know, the teacher was approaching from behind. And as the teacher got closer and closer, the teacher ended up passing by Finn and stopping right next to Finn's desk. Not, of course, to like look at what Finn was doing, but to observe the spoiled kid who was sitting one desk ahead of Finn. The spoiled kid was very clearly going on his iPad, typing on it, scrolling through to find answers, and then writing on like his test. And the teacher's like, under his breath, he's like, Spoiled kid, what are you doing? Obviously says the actual name of the spoiled kid, but it's like, spoiled kid, it, are, are you cheating? And the spoiled kid's like, looks up, turns around, t- shuts off the iPad, and is like, uh, no, I'm not cheating. And, you know, the teacher's like, well, what, what, what were you doing with that iPad? And the spoiled kid's like, um, well, I just had it out. And, you know, the teacher's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but... Even if you just have your phone, like I made it very clear in the beginning of class, you cannot have any sort of device out. Like, even if you weren't cheating, we would have no way to know if you were or weren't, and we just have to assume you are. The spoiled kid's like, well, I'm just going to finish this test. Like, I mean, you can take this iPad if you want. It was just lying around. And the thing was, like, Finn knew that the teacher was watching the spoiled kid cheating on the iPad actively. It's not like, I don't know, the spoiled kid forgot to put the iPad away and it just happened to be out. It was on and he was using it. And then he just like turns it off as soon as the teacher asks him what he's doing. And the teacher's like, no, I can't do that. Like, I need to take your test now. I'm sorry, I have to mark it as a zero. Which, first of all, is devastating. That is absolutely devastating. Because, you know, 50% of your grade is a zero. You cannot pass that class. I don't care if you get 100% on your other test. I don't care if you get 110% with extra credit. You're not passing that class. So at this point, the spoiled kid, who definitely doesn't want to like have to redo the class again, is like, uh, I don't think so. I'm going to finish this test, and like I'm going to hand it to you, and you're going to grade it. And the teacher is like, bro, and his head, he's like, you're talking back to me? And Finn is starting to be like, oh my God, like, I'm going to need two whole, I'm going to need the whole two hours to finish this test because I can't pay attention for the life of me. And the teacher's like, are you talking back to me? And at this whole time in the beginning, the teacher and the spoiled kid were kind of whisper fighting back and forth. But now the teacher full on said in his full voice, are you talking back to me? And like the whole class turns and looks, right? The whole test has been derailed. And the spoiled kid's like, you know, if I were you, I would be careful, Mr. Teacher, because here's the thing. Here's the thing you got to know. You know, the teachers who cross me and cross me bad, you know, my dad knows a person or two on the board. They know a person or two, right? And the thing is, if I give my dad a word that you, sir, are being, you know, mischievous. <laughs> okay, I don't think he said mischievous, though. I don't think that's the word choice. But if you, sir, are messing with me, bro, then, I don't know, maybe you're going to have to find a new job. I mean, I heard McDonald's is hiring, bro. At this point, the teacher and the spoiled kid, it's like a 1v1 face-off right now. They're both looking at each other. They both very much dislike each other at this point, And they're kind of just having a bit of a stare-off. 
And at this point, that you, I, Finn could basically, he, if Finn had a butter knife on him, he could cut the tension in the room right in half. And the teacher looks at him and takes one step closer to the spoiled kid. Because the one thing the spoiled kid didn't know was that this teacher was not any old teacher. This teacher has been at the school for so many years. This teacher is doesn't just have tenure. He has like tenure plus, bro. He has like the next version of tenure. This guy is entrenched in the establishment of this school. This guy is like whatever connections his dad has or whatever kind of donor this dad has, it will not have any impact. And the teacher goes up to him, if a spoiled kid, and says, do it. Call your dad and tell him to fire me. Do it. I dare you. At this point, the spoiled kid's face went from like a smug smile to complete shock and horror because like he was convinced that this would be enough for the, for, you know, the, the teacher to fold. Apparently, this has worked every other time the spoiled kid has done it. So the spoiled kid was like, oh my, well, like, he's, he's not taking it? Sitting down? What? Real quick comment spoiled if you made it this far into the video. I'm going to try and heart as many comments as I can. And if you want to support the channel, all you got to do is continue watching videos after this one. You can do them by looking in the recommended section for other videos, or you can go to my channel page, which has playlists. I have playlists for spoiled kids, high school stories, uh, Karen videos, whatever you want. It's there. And uh, by the way, if you like watching these videos on the go, I have a Spotify. It is first link in the description. It's called, or just look up Connor Pugs on Spotify. And please, if you do listen on there, rate it five stars and follow me. And even if you like, you know, I don't know if you're a huge Spotify guy, as an incentive, there every episode is put up about an hour or two early on there. So if you want a sneak peek, go to my Spotify. And finally, use code CONNORPUGS for 10% off gamer subs. It helps you. It helps me submit stories to either my Instagram or Twitter account. And join the Discord server. A lot of you guys don't know we have one. It's in the description. With that, all that promo out of the way, let's get back into it. So Finn is sitting there as the spoiled kid versus the teacher, are they're facing off, right? And the teacher just dropped a bomb, basically called the spoiled kid's bluff and said, sure, go ahead and do it. And the spoiled kid at this point basically knows he's in defeat. So the, the spoiled kid is just like completely frozen. Because remember, the spoiled kid has probably used this line in other classes where he's like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, my dad knows a lot of trustees. My dad can totally sue you. My dad can get you out of the school. Do you want a job? And look, as much as the teachers want to uphold integrity and a good learning environment, they also want to eat. You know what I mean? They also want to eat. So I kind of get it. But at this point, this teacher has been around for so long that he knows that, you know, this spoiled kid's dad, I don't care if he donated a school building, he's not doing anything, bro. Because that building has already been donated, and they don't need another one. So at this point, the spoiled kid watches as the teacher goes over, goes on his desk, grabs his paper, and walks to the front of the class. And the spoiled kid is shouting like, I'm giving you one more chance. I'm giving you one more chance, or I'm going to call my dad, and he's going to get you fired. You know how much money my dad has. You know how many, you know how, how much donation ability he has? You know who does know? The school. The school knows. And the teacher turns around and says, son, I've been here for 40 years. I know everyone in like who works here. I guarantee you, tell your dad to make that call and tell him that you were cheating in my class and that I caught you. And if that's the reason I get fired, then that's the way I go out. 
So at this point, the entire class has been derailed. And the spoiled kid gets up, he gets out of his chair, he says, you know what, we'll see about that. And he gets up and he walks out of the class. So the teacher's like, all right, class, I, I'm, I apologize for the distraction. You guys will be, unless you have other events and then you can work that out with me, I'm tacking on another 15 minutes at the end of class just in case someone goes that far. So sure enough, right, uh, you know, uh, Finn continues the test. He goes about an hour, 30 minutes in. When he completes it, he feels pretty good about it. And uh, the aftermath of what happens is the spoiled kid never returns to the class. The spoiled kid fails the class but drops it, so it's, like, not part of his grade or something. And, yeah, so, yeah, the, the spoiled kid did complain to the dad, and uh, the teacher was never fired. So, yeah, that just shows you that just because your dad donates a lot of money doesn't mean that you can cheat in class. We're going to call the subscriber for the next story of a teacher owning a spoiled kid, Jake. So anyways, Jake is in the, th is in the third kid. Uh, the third kid. Jake is in the third grade, guys. And there's also a spoiled kid, right? There's a spoiled kid in the class. And the thing is, you know, Jake comes from a lower-income family. You know, he, you know, he isn't afforded all the newest stuff. You know, sometimes, you know, the meals he has, like, aren't the greatest. Sometimes he has to wear the same clothes again and again. Sometimes, you know, he, he has to, you know, walk to school, which makes him a bit late because his mom can't bring him in. This happens. The spoiled kid, right? And once again, just because, like, you have more money doesn't inherently make you a bad person. If you feel entitled and you feel like you are just a, a better person because you have more money, then, yeah, maybe you're not so great, right? So sure enough... Uh, the Jake, so Jake and the spoiled kid, you know, they're, they're sitting down and the spoiled kid just blatantly starts like making fun of Jake. Cause remember they're in third grade and the spoiled kid's like, mm, Jake, you're smelling so bad today. And the thing was, right. Jake just didn't, he, he, he had to wear these clothes again. You know, he didn't have time to wash them. He didn't have enough other pairs. He had to wear these again. And the spoiled kid's like. Is that a hole I see? And the spoiled kid goes over and, like, starts touching Jake's clothes. Jake's like, stop. Like, bro, can you get off of me? And the spoiled kid's like, oh, Jake, I think I've seen you wear those clothes every single day. The spoiled kid says, I pride myself in the fact that I wear a new outfit, a fresh combination of clothes every single day. Jake, I just wish that you would put in the bare minimum effort. And Jake goes on to say, like, hey... Like, bro, maybe, look, I, I, I just can't afford all those clothes. Uh, look, th that's the difference between you and me. It's not that I'm not trying to put an effort, which if, is this really the important place to put your effort and your clothing combinations? But nevertheless, yeah, I, it's not that I'm not putting in the effort. It's that I just don't have the ability to do that. And the spoiled kid says, oh, so your parents don't work as hard as me. And the thing is, right, Jake did not like to hear this because his mom worked two jobs, you know, that's not what you want to hear. And she was the only one in the household who was making money. So Jake was not a fan of this at all. And Jake was like, like, dude, like, it is not a thing about how hard you work. And the spoiled kid's like, well, then why do your parents make less than mine? Hmm. And just so you guys know a little bit of context, in this class, there was something called like a star system. If you guys watch SpongeBob, think about like the buddy stars in Miss Puff Bowden class. It was the same deal. I bet the teacher liked SpongeBob and was inspired by it. Basically, when you did good things, you accumulated buddy stars, such as continuously turning in your stuff on time, being good in class, uh, I don't know, just doing good things. And if you did bad things, you lost them. 
And after a certain point of buddy stars, you got certain privileges such as, I don't know, extended recess, uh, home, you can like choose not to do, there's some homeworks that were, you didn't have to do if you had enough buddy stars, stuff like that, right? And the thing was the spoiled kid was like just a little bit over the extended recess number of buddy stars. And all of a sudden, right, the teacher is starting, has been listening in, not all of a sudden, but throughout this conversation, the teacher who assigns and takes away the buddy stars has been listening to the spoiled kid berate this kid, basically, for, you know, not being in the same financial situation as him. And Jake goes on to say, like, bro, like, this isn't cool. Mind your own business. You know, I'm just going to go work on the thing. Because they were all assigned to work on some, like, arts and crafts project um, while they did, you know, and that's why the spoiled kid actually came over and started taunting Jake because he had nothing better to do because he finished his project. The spoiled kid's like, oh, let me look over. Mm, 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 mm. Seems like a lack of talent from you. Why is that, you might ask? Well, I think it's because... Well, I think it's because, you know, you're just not as good. Because, I, I don't know, there's other indications that make me feel that way. And Jake's like, what? Like, what do you have to say now? And Spoiler Kid's like, well, I kind of think that, like, how rich you are is kind of, like, directly proportional to how good you are as a person. Like, how much value you have. I don't know if he said directly proportional, but you guys get what I mean. And Jake's like, bro, like, that's insane and insensitive. And Spoiled Kid's like, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, if you look at my arts and crafts over there, it is just significantly better. And it was not significantly better. Maybe it was, like, a little better, I guess, right? I guess, subjectively, one could say it was better. But, like, come on now, bro. Like, let's chill out for a second. But sure enough, the Spoiled Kid goes on to be like, you know, maybe you should have more respect for me. Maybe, Jake, you should have more respect for your financial elders, <laughs> which when I, when I got a DM about this, and because I got in quotes, financial elders, I thought that was the funniest thing ever, because you always hear like older people or younger people saying this expression of like, you got to respect your elders, like they, and that's because like, there's a lot of compound knowledge, they just happen to know a lot of from experience, in some cases, not everyone who's old is smart, or knows a thing or two, or is wise, but a lot of them are but respect your financial elders. Basically, the spoiled kid took a actual saying that makes a lot of sense and I think is a good rule is a good rule to live by and just basically morphed it into his like crazy conception of if your parents make money, then you, your descend their descendant is a, a just is just immediately a fantastic person who is better than everyone else. And at this point, right, the teacher's heard enough. And he walks over, he's like spoiled kid. I've been listening to this conversation for the last 10 minutes. And you could see the look on the spoiled kid's face like, oh boy, I'm in trouble now. And the teacher's like, I just can't believe you truly believe these things. Like, these are really offensive notions. And Jake is kind of sitting back with a little bit of a smirk on his face because he knows for a fact what is about to happen. And the spoiled kid also knows what is about to happen because whenever the teacher confronts someone saying something not very nice... He immediately goes to the buddy stars and the spoiled kid's like, cause the spoiled kid just went over the threshold for getting enough buddy stars, um, to have extra recess. The spoiled kid's like, no, no, it's, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. I swear. I swear. Uh, it's not what you think. And the teacher's like, I'm sorry. I heard what I heard. And the teacher starts walking over to the buddy star system and the spoiled kid turns over to Jake and is like, you did this. You did this. And you did this specifically cause you hate me cause I have more money than you. 
And Jake's like, dude, I didn't do anything. I just had a conversation with you. And he watched, they both turn around as the teacher doesn't take one buddy star off, but takes three. And just for a little bit of context, to get over the, the, the allotted a number of buddy stars to be, have extra recess, it was like four. So taking three away, so he had five before, he was now down to two. And getting buddy stars was super, super hard. And so at this point, like, Finn is like, or Jake is like, oh yeah, bro, like, this is fire. Because, like, he thought he was going to lose one buddy star, but he lost three, which is, like, weeks and weeks of effort. Anyways, that moral of the story is don't think you're better than someone else because of something that you can't control. And also don't think you're worse than someone else because of something you can't control. Or even things that you can control in a lot of cases. Anyways, let's go on to the next and final story. I wanted to call the last person uh, Princess Bubblegum because I was because <laughs> I was on the whole like Finn. J- you know what? You know what? Because I did Finn and Jake. I wanted to tell the, call the last person Princess Bubblegum. But who's going to stop me? Who's going to stop me? No one. Not you. So I'm calling the last subscriber a Princess Bubblegum. And you have to take it with a straight face. I'm doing this with a straight face. So Princess B- Oh, no, I'm doing this straight face. Princess Bubblegum, you know, there was a spoiled kid in class. And this spoiled kid in class, basically... So Princess Bubblegum was new to the, you know, let's just say the seventh grade. I didn't really get a specific grade that she was in, but we're just going to say the seventh grade because judging by the rest of the story, it makes about sense there. So Bubblegum, Princess <laughs> Princess Bubblegum, this is the name I'm using. She's normal. So don't think of actual Princess Bubblegum. But Princess Bubblegum was new to uh, the seventh grade of a new high school. Her mom or dad recently ch- uh, changed jobs, so they had to live, go, move to a whole new place. And, you know, she was freshly enrolled in the new high school that happened to be in her new location. So anyways, right, you know, she's, you know, she's getting there. She walks in and on the first day, you know, she sits down. She's nervous. I mean, who wouldn't be nervous, right? It, it, it's a nerve wracking thing. And uh, she sits down and uh, the teacher says, hey, everyone, I'd like you to welcome. And says, hey, what's your name again? She said, Princess Bubblegum. I'd like you to welcome Princess Bubblegum to the class. Everyone's like, hey, hello, Princess Bubblegum. Welcome, right? And there's also a spoiled kid in this class. And we're going to call him Spoiled Kid. And the Spoiled Kid had, like, slicked back hair. He wore sunglasses in class, even though his teachers told him many times, like, dude, can you not do that? That looks weird. And he's like, no, you can't stop me. And, like, they got him in trouble a few times. But now he just, like, permanently wears, like, I don't know, aviator sunglasses, trying to be, like, you know, the coolest dude ever. He's also got a super fancy watch on that he got for his, like, 13th birthday party or his 13th birthday from his parents, which I don't know about you, but I think I got, like, a Star Wars action figure, which it was fire. I'm sure I loved it. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I would have liked that a lot more than a watch, bro. But I'm just saying, who's dishing out a Rolex to some, like, 13-year-old kid? Anyways, though, this, the spoiled kid's like, what, like immediately, as soon as like the teacher wasn't like like teaching class, like there was some lull, or maybe they're like, oh, go and do some project or something. The spoiled kid imme- immediately sits next to Princess Bubblegum. Is like, what's good, baby? My name's Spoiled Kid. Obviously, you know, says his real name as Princess Bubblegum's not her real name, but she's like, oh, hi there. My name's Princess Bubblegum. You know, I just moved into the uh, to the town, and therefore, like, I'm starting high school here. I don't really know that many people. Like, how's it going? He's like, it's good. My day was okay. But then it was great when you, uh, when you blessed my presence. <laughs> and she's like, okay, um, nice. Uh, anyways, though, you know, I, I'm excited to be here. And, uh, 
is there anything I should know before I move in? Like, I, I don't know. Is there like a, is there something I should know about the town or a good place to go? He's like, oh, baby, I know so many good places. You know, I know so many good places uh, that I could take you. You know, I got to, you know, I got, you know, I can drive. And she's like, what? Because the, the thing is, right, you know, she, she really can't, he, he can't actually drive legally. I think he's like 15 or something. And she's like, wait, you can drive? He's like, well, I mean, not legally, but yeah, I do. Basically, dad just lets me, like, he's a leftover G-Wagon. He just lets me ride it around. So, babe, if you want to hop in my new whip, just, just give me a call and I totally got you. And she's like, okay. At this point, uh, you know, Princess Bubblegum is starting to realize that, okay, maybe this guy has other intentions that I kind of didn't even realize at first. Like, uh, ha, ha. Okay, let's try and back out of this respectfully. So then the spoiled kid goes on to say, so baby, what are you doing tonight after school? I can definitely take you out on my new whip. At this point, the teacher starts to like overhear this conversation. And Princess Bubblegum is like, well, you know, I should really be home with my parents. You know, they're, they're, we're still unpacking, still getting acclimated. He's like, okay, babe. So what about this weekend? Yo, how's that going for you? Baby doll. He just starts saying stuff like that. And she's like, well, um, well I, I don't know. This, you know, this, this weekend, I, don't, I, I just don't know if I should be going out. The spoiled kid's like, babe, you know that I got that bread, right? And she's like, um, sure, okay. He's like, babe, I don't know. I, I know you want me. I just don't totally get why you're just not going full in. Why you're just not embracing my love like you should. And she's kind of just like, yo, what? At this point, the teacher started to be like, hey, bro. And sure enough, you know, Princess Bubblegum's like, hey, look, I appreciate the offer. I just don't want to be in any relationships this early. I just got to get to know people. I want to make some friends. I, you know, I'd love to be your friend. And not really, but like, I'd love to be your friend. Okay, she didn't say not really, but you know what I mean. She's like, you know... I'd love to be your friend, but I think I have to just start as that at a minimum. I can't rush into a relationship. And the spoiled kid is like, gets really upset. And he's like, what? Dude, did you not hear me? I literally have a G-Wagon to ride around in. I have the fattest whip ever. Do you see the ice on my wrist? He like whips around his hand with this like Rolex on. He starts shaking it around. And he's like, like, I just don't get it. Like, why do you hate yourself? Because you obviously hate yourself if you don't want to go with me. Because, dude, I have a fat whip and drip on my wrist. And at this point, the teacher steps in. He's like, hey, spoil kid. Spoil kid's like, sup, teach? He's like, like, please don't, like, stop pressuring this, like, this young lady. She made it very clear that she's not into you. And just because, you know, you have a quote-unquote nice whip whatever the, the kids are calling cars now these days, and that you have a nice watch, doesn't mean that, you know, this lady's going to like you. She's made it quite clear. And at this point, you're just making her uncomfortable. Teacher completely came out of the blue and just, boom, explosion, right in the spoiled kid's face, basically. And every single person turns around and looks at him. And the spoiled kid's like, teach, I don't think you understand. She definitely is into me. So the teacher's like, all right, well, uh, Bubblegum, not to put you on the spot, but uh, are you? And, you know, Princess Bubblegum, a little annoyed by the spoiled kid, is like, no, I'm sorry. Spoiled kid's like, you'll regret this when I got an even hotter babe in my whip. And he goes to the back of the classroom. So after class, Princess Bubblegum is approached by 
a, a group of girls. And, you know, Bubblegum kind of knows, like, mean girls, yeah, I don't know, high school dynamics or middle school dynamics. She's just expecting to be bullied by these girls, but the girls come up and they say, I'm so sorry about Tyler back there. Let's call the spoiled kid Tyler. She's like, eh, it's okay, it's whatever. And they're like, no, it's not. You're new here. Like, that's not okay for him to make you feel uncomfortable on the first day. You know what, girls? We've been talking about it, and we want you, Bubblegum, to hang out with us. Bubblegum's like, oh, like, thank you. And from that day on, you know, Bubblegum met her new group of friends. And Tyler, the spoiled kid, still to this day has, unsu- has unsuccessfully seduced any women with his fat whip. And his click on the video on screen right wrist. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it.